People are always asking if there is a way for them to help the Frog Pants Network and shows like the Morning Stream. Simply go to frogpants.com slash subscribe and find out how. Coming up on a broken episode of the Morning Stream. Why the carpets in Vegas are so freaking gross. Xbox New coming today. The Sony box is blurry. Yeah, it is. Tornado hits Oklahoma City really hard. Oh, yeah. Minister said he liked that hot girl. Michael Jackson said some weird stuff in 1979. The Doors loses another one of their best people. Fitness geek. Jury duty. And another thing you can't see and more. Can't not see and more is what that should have said on this episode. Unsee and more on this episode. Of the morning stream. Hey, party time. Hi, George. Judy. Hi, Barbie. How about that thirst? What's your pleasure? Beer, dear? Miller High Life. You have good taste. Enjoy life. Enjoy life. With Miller. High life. The champagne of bottle beer. If it sometimes seems that improvements to laptop computers are slow to appear, that's probably true. Hey, Burdum. This is the morning stream. Bye bye. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everyone. Well, hello and welcome to the morning stream. It's Tuesday, freaking May 21st, 2013. I'm Scott Johnson. That's Brian Ibbett. Good morning, Brian. Yes, it is. Good morning, Scott Johnson. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, I was just thinking we need a little more hybrid on the show, so that's great. We always need a little bit. Plus, it's been a while since I played the Skyhawk theme. That was for Jeannie. Oh, yeah, I know. I know she enjoys that. She's been living in the 70s for, for too long. <laughs> Come on and scream. <laughs> well, it's good to be back, everybody. Brian's had some weird uh, internet issues, but none of none of which have affected your voice quality, so I'm happy with oh, that. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Things are good. Things yeah. are good. He's already yeah. solid. He's in the control yeah. room, the booth. We haven't talked about the booth in a while. Still trying to fix things up here. Is it because you put like a like a Wi-Fi resistant paint on the walls in the booth? I don't booth? know what I did. You know, and that's what I was thinking of. Did we, did we introduce any new factors into this house? that would cause interference right i mean yeah. we you know um because it kind of yeah. came out of nowhere like that right it really did it was like you know i can understand if you just get a brand new cordless phone mm-hmm. boom you know all of a sudden you've got oh i gotta change channels on my wi-fi and all this because it, it you know blah 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 um i checked there's no clios hovering over my router <laughs> so we're good there good uh, that's the first thing we, I didn't, look for. we didn't install a faraday cage anywhere no no <laughs> That's good. So, uh, you know, it could, it could, uh, Icewarm suggested that it's, it's stemming from the, uh, the company that's providing my internet, which is certainly possible. That's so, entirely possible. It could be your Tesla you know, reactor you've got in the backyard. Oh, is that thing, is that thing supposed to uh, well, cause problems? Only in, I mean, it's, I don't know, it's not supposed to. Right. I'd talk it to can. the, call them, get a rep yeah. on the phone. Yes. Say, what's going on? What is the problem with the thing? <laughs> All right, I don't know where I'm going with that, but it's good to be back. And uh, yes. by the way, cordless phone—that sounds like a funny thing I haven't heard of in years. I yeah, right. I, I can't it? imagine the last—I cannot remember the last time I used a oh man, corded phone. Co- yeah, a corded phone. When yeah. was that? Yeah. Holy right. crap! Welcome to the new age. 
they don't exist for me. I don't. You use know where them. they? You know where corded phones are hmm. in hotels. I guess. <laughs> oh, you know what? And I would have used one more recently than I think then, because I did right. call room service like six months ago. <laughs> so anyway, I know they exist. Please bring me some pudding. That seems yeah. like. <laughs> And the red button on the adult film button isn't working on the film button TV. boxes of graham crackers. <laughs> I would pay to hear someone do that prank. Um, yeah, they're for um, they're for. Oh gosh, that's funny you say that. We're Nick and I. So this hasn't come out on Frog Pants TV yet, but we're doing a survival test or survival series in uh, Minecraft together. Oh, okay. and we're putting it on the on Frog Pants TV. And the first okay. episode's up, but the second one, which I'll put up soon is uh, us going back to the little shack that we were in when we last recorded. And it was empty and just, you know, rudimentary. We're trying to survive through the night, right? Mm-hmm. We hop, we get into that shack. First thing I do, I walk in there and it says, it's pronounced Frankfurter is written on the wall. Somebody <laughs> has come in there. <laughs> and vandalized your shack? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I need to report it to, awesome. I don't know, the Minecraft authorities. That kind of weirded me out. Like, there was a tiny... I realize it's just a video game, and it's an awesome joke, and I love it. But there's this weird feeling of, like, <laughs> privacy. Right. It right. was Somebody weird. found your shack. Yeah. It's like coming home and going, the TV has been moved. Like, you know, that, that right. feeling right. of, like, someone's been in here, and it wasn't me. Anyway, it was weird. Uh, but we had, uh, had a lot of fun with that. All right. We got stuff to, we got stuff to talk about. Speaking of Vegas, speaking of hotels. Mm-hmm. I had, I don't know what, why, and I forgot to mention this yesterday, but I had a dream about Vegas. And when I dream about Vegas now, you're there all the time. Mm. You're in the dream. You don't it's always. About right. well, it's about right. It's okay. about right, yeah. But you, <laughs> but you don't play any kind of major role in the dream. Like, you're not, you're not the focal point of, of what's happening. You're just sort of there. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, this dream, I think I dream in color. People say you don't, but I think I do. <laughs> am, I, am I handing out cards on the street? Well, you flick them first to make sure you get their attention, but yeah. <laughs> You do. Good. Um, so you, <laughs> Crazy Horse Brian's in there and I'm in there. <laughs> and there and, and in the dream, it's very prominent for whatever reason in this dream that the carpets in Vegas are really ga- a gaudy and garish and colorful. Yeah, sure. Right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Because that's true. They are. But in the dream, I saw the color. So this black and white dream theory is bullcrap. I see color. I, I swear I do. Or at the very least, my brain is translating what I'm seeing in real time and saying that it's color. And isn't that what our brains do anyway? Isn't that what color is anyway? That's what it is, yeah. Right. I'm looking at my pale white arm right now, and I'm thinking, I could eat a peach for hours. (laughs) So anyway, so I'm having this dream about Vegas and about the carpets for some reason, and I wake up and can't get the carpets out of my head. So yesterday afternoon, I thought, well, I want to actually explore this a little bit, and I wanted to figure out the answer to this question. Why are Las Vegas carpets so hideous? Why oh, are well, they I that way? I can tell you that. Actually. So tell me your, th- give me your theory, and then I'm going to tell you what I read. Okay. All right. Um, it's, uh, well, I guess it's to make you. Oh, there was a reason for this. Is it? Is it? <laughs> is it because if you drop money on the ground, they don't want you to find it's it. It's hard to see, or something like that. Yeah, it was something about distracting you. You know, basically keeping one extra part of your your brain occupied. Like your brain is trying to deduce this gaudy carpet. Oh, interesting. And you're not looking at a clock. You're not looking for an exit. You're not um, like a disorienting kind of thing, right? Well, I I found this article. Now, again, it's just someone else's, you know, it's somebody writing this, so who knows how accurate this is. But this is what they say are the, are the current theories, and there's a couple of fake ones as well. 
there are many theories in the past why casino carpets are so busy and ugly. I've heard every reason from carpet companies charge less for ugly carpet to the carpets are colored that way to make sure you can't find casino chips on the floor. So there's there's that feeds yeah, into your one. I knew I'd, I knew I'd heard that somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite explanations as to why they're so gross and ugly uh, is that there are substantial messages in the carpet that encourage you to gamble more, <laughs> like little subliminal. Yeah. Go play crabs. <laughs> play more crabs. Play. Don't works. go over there. Play crabs. Um, so anyway, he says one of the real reasons. So here now we get to the real reasons. Okay. Why casino carpets are so busy and ugly is because they will not show dirt and grime as much. Mm-hmm. Now that was my number one thought. Yeah. You, it's dude. If you could see, let's just say every casino had just a nice pristine gray white, gray to white carpet type mm-hmm. carpet. It would be yeah. utter horror. <laughs> it would. Yeah. It would be. Oh, it would be disgusting. It'd be yeah. terrible. So that stuff just fools your head into thinking. I mean, you know what made me think of it? I got that big bacon carpet over here, right? Right. That, Right, that one over there, and that thing that hides anything. I could kill a dog, put it right in the center of it, and nobody would know. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not going to kill my dog, but you know you'd what I find mean. Find the dog. You'd see the dog, though. Yeah, well, you might <laughs> see the dog, but you wouldn't see like I don't know. Said, that carpet is not the cleanest of things, but I've dropped paint on it and other things. But you don't really think about it because it's just big gaudy pattern. Mm. So that one I buy into. Uh, Let's see. It's funny. It's it's about the only thing that they do that's not just specifically to get you to spend more money. Because I mean, the you know the fact that there are no clocks in there mm-hmm. makes you not think about what time it is and where you need to go and right. da da da. Right. The fact that there is no uh, windows means you can't see outside and have an idea of what you know what time of day it is. Yeah. Um. They're they're kind of arranged in a little bit of a maze so that uh, you get disoriented and stay in there longer. Yeah. But the carpet. <laughs> doesn't doesn't matter. Not there to really keep you Not there. Not really to do much. No. Yeah. Now, but according to this, now they do they do say casinos only uh, vacuum the carpet about once a day. Mm-hmm. So the, again, that helps. You know, if it's distracting and ugly and weird, it, it's going to hide all the dirt all day because you don't want people vacuuming while you got crowds coming through your casino. Right. Sure, sure. So then he says the main reason that this person through it's his his research found that the main reason the casino carpets are so busy and ugly is to make sure the patrons inside of the casino don't look at it that much. If you look up in the casino, you will usually uh, let's see, you will usually also realize that the ceilings are pretty drab and ugly as well. Mm-hmm. He says, I know this sounds a little strange, but think about it for a moment. If you owned a casino, would you want people looking around at the floor while they're trying or while they're in your casino? Wouldn't you rather have the patrons spending time at the ceiling? Hmm. No. You would want them looking straight ahead. You right, want your you patrons want looking them. around at the games and what's going on to bring you all the money. So that's interesting. The busier it is, the more your eyes will focus on something that is distinct. Right. Although, boy, I mean, you want to talk about about gaudy and flashing lights and bright colors and everything else. I mean, the, the, the machines themselves are just as gaudy as the carpet. I, I agree. If you want to attract me, the only thing that works for me on those machines is like, oh, that one's got Lord of the Rings on it or, <laughs> uh, you know, Knight Rider <laughs> or something. Oh, how come there's not a Knight Rider slot machine? <laughs> there might be do-do, one. Do-do, there could be one. Do-do, do-do, do-do. Someone's an expert. Come on, write in. Is there a, <laughs> is there a Knight Rider thing? But, you know, come on, if there's anyone, if anyone's going to know if there's a Knight Rider slot machine, it's going to be me, man. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> a good point. That's a good point. All right. So uh, if you take a look at the different casinos, you'll see which one's the ugliest. The guy in this article uh, says his least favorite carpet is the, and you're not going to like this, is the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. Yeah, I believe it. Is yeah. it that one's pretty nasty, isn't it's it? It's pretty nasty. I mean, I can't really, I can't really think of which 
carpet I like least. I just know that um, you know it it absolutely works. It it they're so bad and ugly that I don't really look down and pay attention to them. I'm I am yeah, I'm totally in agreement with you're just uh, moving on. Yeah. It's like this. If you have two people in a room, this is what some people who speak say this. If you have mm-hmm. two or three people in the room, you're way more nervous speaking to those people than if there's a crowd of a thousand. Why? Because it's just an endless sea of faces that no longer have any distinction. When there's two or three in there, they become very individual. So you pay more attention to those people. So the idea that the carpet is crazy so that you don't notice it is actually seems counterintuitive, but actually kind of works with the human brain, huh. in, in my opinion. All right, enough science, everybody. No, I like that. I like that. I can tell you which casino I think smells the best because oh. each one pumps those. Each yeah. one has a distinctive perfumed scent that they pump in primarily at their check-in desks yeah too. They, where they where people don't want to walk in and immediately go man it smells like smoke in here let's go somewhere else that's right uh, uh aria you're gonna say no I, well aria is nice but no venetian actually oh, and, really and i've never stayed at the venetian but i just know when i go in there that it smells really nice look at this a bunch of people found a night rider slot machine oh my gosh i knew it had to exist let's see here. although it looks like it might be is it really a an, an actual slot machine outside of it looks like it might be an online slot machine, oh, but maybe yeah. not. And it also looks like a bit of a knockoff because that could be any. Is that a licensed Night Rider? Like I wonder. If oh sure, huh. sure. All right. Well, can you guys show us a physical machine? <laughs> I don't want to see something you can Photoshop. Wow. Oh, there's a picture of David Hasselhoff in his underwear. That's not what I want. <laughs> That's right. When you get three uh, cheeseburgers in a row, he comes on and goes. The uh, com <laughs> forum. There's a uh-huh. forum for all things Knight Rider. <laughs> of course there is. Holy crap. Really? Is this for real? Look at this. And there's so many posts. What is this? Is there a... Oh, like, my god! Somebody link you to the uh, Knight Rider forum? Yeah, yeah there's a, well, there's a link in the chat room to it. But, I mean, look at this. 237,000 posts in the general archive from 2009 alone. The general discussion this year. already wow. Already up to uh, 25,538 posts. 2,200 po- top. Like, is this still... Uh, that's a lot of talk. Let's see, general discussion. <laughs> oh, about, this, about the discussion of a Night Rider slot machine begin, begun by James Olden. I live in Vegas and work in a casino. If Star Trek, Sex in the City, and Elvis can have their own penny slot machines, why can't Knight Rider have their own slot machine? <laughs> yeah, well, none of those things have anything to do with each other, but I like right. that you brought that up. <laughs> like, listen to this, some of the posts in the forums for this for this thing, all right? Okay, all right. The post went, my eye went right to is, what happened to Carr? K-A-R-R, remember? He was like the anti. <laughs> right, yes. And then there's five. There's four pages of that business. Wow. Uh, when is Hot Wheels going to get the new Knight Rider collection? Man, the fan base for the Knight Rider concurrent day stuff. I mean, well, I guess this stuff is, I mean, it, yeah, the first page is all like May. I mean, it's it's active. Well, they're they're petitioning for a uh, 2013 Knight Rider Hallmark ornament. Holy shit! You know what, Brian? You forget. Yeah. You forget what the internet is. <laughs> Scanner and voice orb for sale. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I have one of Joshua's voice orbs for sale. It's never actually been used, as I never got around to completing my build. My build. So people make uh, kits apparently. So making uh, yeah, they have kit kits. They have a kit kit. Yeah. <laughs> Do they get the voice of um, 
uh, dude from St. Elsewhere yeah, to do the voice. Uh, what was his name? Not Gilgood, but uh, yeah, Forsythe. John Forsythe. Forsythe. Yeah, they got yeah. him. Yeah, do you put that in your voice orb or whatever it's called? I guess. Uh, yeah. I, we have uncovered a serious new uh, attraction on the internet. That's fantastic. <laughs> not Val Kilmer. <laughs> no, not Val Kilmer, no. Just the new dude. No, 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 no. That lasted, what, five minutes? That's right. That show? <sighs> Michael, yeah. can we stop at an In-N-Out burger, please? <laughs> Michael, I'll be your Huckleberry. <laughs> Michael, uh, steak and shake, steak and shake. Oh, good. <laughs> cast it. <all> right. <laughs> I love that he is just a giant fat guy to you. That's all he is now. <laughs> anyway, all right. So there's that. As a bit of a tangent, but I thought it was interesting. Um, all right. Yeah. So today we get the big Microsoft announcement, uh, the, right. the Xbox yeah. uh, hoo-ha. I have no Xbox predictions. Xbox 720. Yeah, or whatever. Everyone's calling it that, but. I, don't think I, I call so. B crap. I think yeah, they're going to call. You know what I think they're going to call it? I think they're going to reset. I think it's like Star Trek in two thousand nine. They're just going right. to call it Xbox. No, no, no. It won't just be Xbox. I think it will be. Uh, I think there'll so, be something. Let's have a bet. They already, had, they already had something called Xbox, and it wasn't that long ago. I mean, it was less than what eight years ago that there was just something called an Xbox. Yeah. Well, eight years ago. Yeah. Yeah. But I. But isn't there a box called uh, X something? <laughs> Okay, well, wait. Let's have some bets, all right? So tomorrow we'll check in and see how we did. Right. Bet number uh, one. What are they going to call it? You say not. I, it's, I say it's not going to be called just simply Xbox. Okay, and I, I say it might be. So. But I'm also going to say it's not going to be the Xbox 720 because 720 is just spinning around in a circle twice. Right. Now, you I'm, know, I'm interested in that. A revolution. I'm interested in that if there's a next-gen version of 720, the arcade classic, packed in. The uh, skateboarding game? Skate or die. <laughs> Remember that? Right. You couldn't walk past an arcade in 1987 without hearing "skirt or coming out of that room. Right. Oh, man, I freaking love that. Or whatever the, what was the sound? Oh, the gauntlet sounds and the freaking uh, uh, marble madness. It's food. Uh, yeah, dude, you just walk by and was like, balcony yeah. needs forward badly. Crystal Castles, had, didn't they have something like that? Uh, anyway, so, all right. I'm, I'm going to say it's... Um, Boy, okay. Bet, here's I can your, almost see. Yeah. I can almost see them adding something in the beginning as opposed to the end. So instead of Xbox Extreme or Xbox Unlimited, um, although Xbox Unlimited, I can almost see that. I almost think they add something in the beginning, like something Xbox or okay. a uh, like cool new Xbox or a f- triple triple Xbox. Okay, triple <laughs> Xbox. That's it. Finally, porn in your living room in the easiest way right. possible. Connect. Connect takes on a whole new uh, <laughs> whole new use. All right. Here's the other bet. So there's the first bet is so the bet is a simple one. They're going to go straight Xbox or a different name. You say different name. I say Xbox. Say different name. Yep. Second one is will they? Um. Oh, I just had it in my head and I and I let it I let it go. Release date? Oh, will they show it? Will they show the oh, box? Will they show it. Um. <clears throat> you know. Like, yeah, I think they will. You think, think they, they will. will? I think I they think will. will. I think they will as well. But I'm going to just for the fun of the bet, I'm going to say no. Okay. And because. I think- I mean, um, Sony didn't, but no. But you know what? They showed the controller, and I think that is that is the smartest move. Who cares what the actual box looks like? You know, it's you know, I'd be just fine if they said, "Oh, it's the new PS4." By the way, we're kind of going back to like a really simple mm-hmm. cube, mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, or like a yeah. a thing that fits with your other components. You can actually stack stuff on top of it. Wow, innovative! You look like you you actually may be right. By the way, about right. it being a cube, that blurry video they released, it looks a little bit like a cube. Oh, it does. The yeah. PS4, well, I, think yeah. It's just, I think it's just vertical. I think it's going to be a similar 
rounded form factor. I don't know. They like that. They like those. They like things that are hard to stack other components on, don't they? They really do. They want it to be the topmost component. I wonder if that's a um, Mm. a marketing thought. You know, like if we make something that has to sit on top of your your direct TV box or your. I was going to say Blu-ray player, but you you don't need one of those not anymore. or a VCR, huh? That's right. Oh, final yeah. bet. Blu-ray in the Xbox or not? Oh, interesting. I say yes. God, they, they have to, but that's such a... I know, um, I know. that's a Sony thing. It know? is. Well, it's Sony and a bunch of... It's the it's the conglomerate of, of groups that, who contributed to that, but I can't Microsoft that wasn't would. one of them. <laughs> yeah, they'd have to because it's, you know... It's, it's the standard. It really is. Because <clears throat> technically DVD was, was a Sony standard yeah. as well. Well, the Sony only, and Toshiba. Right. The only reason I think, uh, you know, the only reason they wouldn't do it is if there's some sort of proprietary whatever. Yeah. I can't, which I can't imagine. Because they were big on the HD DVD, right? Yeah, Wasn't they were. The oh, yeah. Yeah. Aww. So I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. It's going to be interesting. That happens today. I want to say at, I think, 11 our time. Yeah. I think 1 it's, Eastern is what, uh, yeah. what I'm here. So we'll, uh, I'm going to be, sadly, I'm going to be in a client meeting. I'm hoping to catch part of it, but I may end up not being able to catch much of this today. Hmm. But uh, we'll know tomorrow. We'll report what we found here on yes. the most important technology podcast in the morning. <laughs> you might be familiar with it. It goes a little something like this. I, I was gonna, Oh, here it is. The morning stream. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to some Daryl in here. You gotta love. By the way, that um, you probably haven't listened to it yet, but uh, so I listened to a lot of that No Agenda yeah, show, yeah, yeah. and it's it's Adam Curry doing ninety percent of the talking, well, eighty percent of the talking, and John C. Dvorak mm-hmm. chiming in, asking questions, responding, and then um, and I think the ratio is less than what you and I have. Yeah. Like I think you and I are probably like seventy thirty, maybe sixty forty. Yeah. But uh, John C. Dvorak's a lot less. And so when Adam Curry is like, oh, it's probably one of these wacky morning shows where you got one one t- uh, host who sits there and talks the whole time and then someone who just sits in the background and goes, uh-huh, and ha-ha-ha, and laughs at all my jokes. Yeah. And then not two minutes later, it wasn't right away because that would be too obvious, but but a couple minutes later listening and it's and it's Adam Curry talking and John C. Dvorak going, oh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's great. Well, you had it wrong, Adam Curry. I always like downtown Julie Brown better, okay? Oh. I'm just kidding. Some fan's going to take that wrong and act like we're making serious hay here, but we're not. Wasn't we he care. on VH1? He was. That's the, that's the thing. That's the thing that burns. Does that really burn him? Yes. He talked about that on Daily Source Code back in the old days that uh, somebody asked him if he was on VH1. Aren't you, weren't you on VH1? And apparently that just chaps his hide because they were like the soft rock version of MTV. Yeah, at the time they were bitter. I think they were sort of the bitter enemies, even though I think they were owned by the same parent company. I thought so too. Yeah, I thought. I don't think anybody wanted it. VH1 still shows occasional music videos. Yeah. It's like, you, Brian, you get to go to sleep over at your cool cousin's house. Scott, Mm -hmm. you got to go sleep over at your grandma's house. That's That (laughs) that was what that was like. (laughs) That's what VH1 was. Yeah. Yeah. VH1 was the grandma of 80s music channels. Nice. All right. Let's call Daryl. Get this thing going. Kick this thing into high gear. Ladies and gentlemen, join us for Stump a Trek Nerd brought to you by 
White Matter Design, specializing in logo and brand development, illustration, and typography, WMD is your graphic design solution. Making intelligent connections with flexible prices and a personal touch will work with you to bring your vision to life. Come see what we're all about at www.whitematter-design.com. It's not the same as Red Matter, is it, Daryl? No, no, no. It would would, uh, suck your webpage into a... uh, into a hole. Yep. Quite <laughs> disappear the, forever. Speaking of red, uh, to getting sucked into a hole, quite the, the, the poop storm this morning when I retweeted, I reposted that link you put up uh, from the, I guess somebody at uh, Ain't It Cool News did a breakdown of, a spo- very spoilery breakdown of Star Trek and why he oh, really? was very disappointed and unhappy with it. And, uh, wow, it's started quite the uh, bit of a conversation. You know what's funny? But it wasn't t- Harry Knowles? No, it wasn't. It was one of his okay. peeps. Okay. Um, here's the funny thing. I don't. It's, it's Twitter generally. This isn't even just about this, but on Twitter generally, if I find something interesting that may even be an article that totally uh, I don't agree with or goes against my general sentiments or whatever, but I post it because I think it's an interesting counter view and it's worth reading, even if you don't agree with it. Twitter's such a short form of communication that all I can really say is. I mean, I literally can be very factual about it and say, here is an article where dude says this about that, and then a link, and that's it. And everyone on Twitter assumes, because you're posting it, (laughs) that you are all in with whoever this is you're posting. Like, you you must be in complete agreement with this thing. And this happened today, and it happens all the time with me. And you have to, like, do follow-up tweets as disclaimers. Like, you guys... I'm just posting it there for you to read it. You don't. You're not supposed to turn around and say I don't agree with you, Scott. It's not my article. I didn't write it, and that that bothers me because I feel like that hinders the, the that power that Twitter has of like sharing information and stuff. It doesn't always have to be information I am completely biased towards or against. Why can't it be yeah, information yeah. we can just discuss and have an open conversation about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just because you're interested in nuclear devices doesn't mean you're going to drop one on anybody. That's right. <laughs> right. And just because, wow. just because, well, you know. Well, that's a dumb example. Well, I mean, if I if, if I post an exam, or an, a, a video of, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to, I can't think of a better example. But this seems to happen all the time. And so you have, to, you have to disclaim it or you have to be, I try to be super sterile in the post. That's how you do it. You don't show your yeah. bias by saying, this guy says a thing. But that's still that's still not enough, you know. Like I did, I said, "Oh, I totally agree with this," right. <laughs> and I posted it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, like that. So you did. You you at least you know you expressed that this guy shared a lot of your sentiments. But that doesn't mean I hate the movie. No, it's but like if you have one bad thing to say, it's like they think you absolutely hate the whole entire thing and condemn it to right. death. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what this is about human nature or why it's so amplified on things like twitter and like the internet generally i don't i don't understand it it's an interesting it's an interesting bit of human psychology in my opinion all right well that's boring yeah. let's talk about this let's talk about star trek <laughs> uh daryl it's time to talk about your chances of winning today's uh by the way i'm starting to use i'm gonna we we're gonna we're gonna retire not retire but let pro boners taking a vacation that particular sound clip <laughs> he's uh, he's off to do some things so while he's doing that i have a new one in case you lose so Ooh. I'm not saying try to lose, but if you do, you'll hear some. It's not all that new. You've heard it on the show before, but it's. It, I think it fits. So anyway, we'll we'll get to that if you lose. I'm not wow, saying but we won't hear it unless he loses, so we won't know what it's going to be. Yeah, so it's kind of fun. Wow. Right? And the huge letdown that it will be when it finally happens when everyone goes, oh, he plays that all the time. Anyway, mm-hmm. let's see how we do here. Daryl's the Trek nerd. He's going to answer the following question in the original series episode, I Mud. 
The Enterprise is taken to a planet ruled by Harry Mud. If you think about Harry Mud being descriptive of mud, that sounds way worse than a guy's <laughs> name. Does, yeah. Harry Mud. Harry Mud. It's gross. Uh, he has a bunch of androids serving him. He brings the Enterprise to him in order to escape and have the crew take his place. What is the name of the female androids on this uh, planet? On this episode, was it A, Eve, B, Alice, C, Jane, or D, Linda? Eve, Alice, Jane, or Linda? All fine female names, all ripe for the taking. Mm-hmm. Brian? Mm-hmm. I didn't talk about this before. Yes. But let's talk about it now. How all right. about... I didn't I'm get your some... cool Oreos yet, by the way. That's all right. That's all right. We, uh, you'll receive them soon. I feel like we've done arrows before, so I don't want to do that one. Um, I know we have because I love these. Did you get a princessa? No, I got another. Kokosawa Biala. I have a Ritter Sport, and that's all I've got. All right. Well, I've got a Ritter Sport, a princessa, and uh, a couple of Kit Kat flavors that you apparently didn't get. Kit Damn Kat. It. Uh, what are those? Hmm. That's a that is a, a graphic I do not or like an image that could be grapes. All right, I think, oh, I think you should eat that since I don't All have right. it. So here we go. Are you hungry? Are you hungry? Lots of foodie. You're gonna eat that, and I'm gonna eat the Ritter Sport praline thing, mm-hmm. and then I'm out. Then I got nothing. Okay. Well, hopefully you get your Oreos today. Yeah, those look really good. We got these ice cream Oreos coming. Oh man. Yeah. Sherbet. 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 All right. Ernie. Sherbert. Hold on. <laughs> Not up right there. Ernie. Did we? <laughs> oh, yeah. I think this is wine. Is it? Like red wine flavored, yeah. Mm. Them, my my favorite. Uh, what was the name of that band? UB40 song. It was a cover, though, right? <laughs> That's right. Even I knew that. Red, red wine. Neil, Neil Diamond and Tony Tribe did it before UB40. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You're right. That was a Neil Diamond joint. Mm-hmm. You know what? Let's play that a little bit of that. I'm going to find that. I have it if you need me to put it in the Dropbox. No, I got the... Here. Red, red wine. Check this out right here. Here we go. 68? Yeah, 68. Red, red wine. Oh, it's... Go to my head. It's not quite as uh, reggae. No. And it's really cool in the middle where he goes... Red, red wine, you make me feel so fine. Ooh. You keep me rocking all of the time. I find that. Oh, he doesn't really do that. Oh, he doesn't? No. I want him to. Oh, There's no rap interlude. Oh, crap. All right, that was before his weird phase in the 70s. The line broke. The monkey got choked. <laughs> and they all went to heaven in a little rowboat. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> they come into America. Today. Yeah, he almost talked more than sang later on. Mm-hmm. It was like a every, rap, white every, man uh, every lyric has uh, meaning and has to be emoted. Yeah, I like With it. the full amount of <laughs> emphasis. That'd be a good Shatner song. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it would, actually. <laughs> oh, my kids had never seen the, uh, the, the William Shatner... Uh, what's the song? The the ah the one he Mr. does on stage? Man? No, the one. Oh he oh oh, Rocket Man. Rocket Me. They've never seen that Rocket Man rock performance. It, man. And Carter's like, this can't be that bad. 
Mike Carter, you don't even know. Sit down here. Let's just turn this on. And I played it, and she, and she, all she, she covered her face for most of it. Like it was that hard to to pay attention to. She goes, "What was wrong with him? What was he doing then?" I said, "This." I said, "Carter, this is a rough time for William Shatner. Star Trek no longer had the sway it needed to have anymore. Nobody cared anymore, except for a handful of nerds." And they and he hadn't even. I said T.J. Hooker wasn't even a thing yet, and she's like, "What's that?" I mean, like I was filling her full of these terrible ideas. T.J. Hooker, what's that? That oh, it's where he played a cop. <laughs> he was a he cop. Slides, I can't across the hood of a police car. Even <laughs> she couldn't deal with it. She was she's a big Kirk fan. She couldn't deal with all that. So anyway, terrible stuff does not hold up. All right, Daryl, back to you. you have people a, want to people want me to do a uh, a Neil Diamond rap cover album. That'd be great. You, you're a producer. Do it. Y'all act like you've never seen a white person before. <laughs> Jaws all on the floor like Pam, like Tommy just burst in the door. <laughs> and started whooping her ass worse than before. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> says Dr. No. Dre's dead. He's locked in my basement. This is pretty good. Can you do some two live crew? <laughs> I like big butts <laughs> and I cannot lie. Yeah. <laughs> You other brothers can't deny. <laughs> oh man, this is you know we're recording this right. You know this can be in the, this can be on the internet forever. Uh, <clears throat> Daryl, mix a lot, not two live crew. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> two live crew would get way worse than that. Me so horny. Did that come from that? Or they? Uh, no, yes. that's what they did. They took it from the movie. They sampled it and used it in their song. Right. And we go. Ah, me so horny. Ah, <laughs> me so, or whatever. I remember that was like the most forbidden fruit of the record store you could even go buy. Oh, God, yeah. Well, the, even the album cover was because uh, it had the the woman uh, uh, standing straddling like the backside on the front cover, right? Oh, Walmart. right. It didn't have multiple women, I think, or something. I think so. They were all yeah. like thong butts and stuff. And yes. I mean, it was and the most misogynist, horrible crap ever. Carry that one. Yeah. That's the stuff your your mom complained about. Stop. Collaborate and listen. <laughs> <laughs> my adidas uh, you should, yeah there's all sorts of stuff you can do all right daryl it's uh time for you to tell us a uh, thing about birthdays or whatever what do you got oh yeah booker bradshaw who played dr in benga on tos would have been 73 today but he passed away 10 years ago Aww. at age 62 62 Aww. 63 that's the big age you either die then or you keep going yeah that's been my experience uh Okay, um, wait, Doctor Who? Where was he? What was his deal? <laughs> Not Doctor Who. Not Doctor, Doctor Who? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what was his claim to fame? I don't remember this character. I re- the only thing I really remember was when he had to slap Spock really hard. Mm. Well, don't we all? Was it during Spock's like weird <laughs> puberty episode or whatever it was? No, he was uh, injured, and so he had shut down his body. But to bring him back, he had to be slapped a bunch of times. Yeah. All right, well, good, because... They needed Spock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, great. Well, let's uh, keep moving here. In the uh, So in this episode, iMud, you got these ladies. They're all called one name. Eve, Alice, Jane, or Linda. Which one is it? Yeah, let's see. Was it was it Alice, Eve, or Linda, Jane? <laughs> I was going to say. You've already turned actually, this into a 50-50. Yeah. But actually, I, I know it. There oh, do you were... like the Nurse Chapel reference in the movie, by the way? We forgot to mention that oh, yesterday. Oh, yeah. There were quite a few little references like that. With yep. the, uh, I think there was a Gorn reference, obviously a Tribble reference. Yeah. 
Yeah. And everyone keeps bringing up the biggest... I can't bring it up because it's a spoiler, but the biggest problem with that movie, and I kind of agree now, the big plot hole mm-hmm. was the blood, the source of the blood problem. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. Just, mm-hmm. I, I'll say it in a way that you two will understand. Okay. You're looking for the one, but you got 72 right over there in the room next to you. Think, mm-hmm. think about that. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess so. You don't need... You didn't either. McCoy's a, okay. You can explain away by saying McCoy's a complete idiot. You could say that. Well, yeah, that's what I'm. Was was he just one of the seventy two, or yeah, was he, he? They're all the same. They're all these. Yeah, dudes. They're all on the same uh, level. <laughs> yes, oh we're God. all we're all it's like, so so trying to be. <laughs> I like it. it's fun. It's fun to try to dance around it because honestly, we've said nothing that will that will screw anything up if you haven't seen it. But but anyone who's seen it knows exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, I love that. That's like saying, "Oh, I don't know. I can't think of another one, so I'm not gonna." Daryl, <laughs> uh, sorry, you were deliberating. Where where are you at with this? Okay, um, Alice. There were something like 300 of them, but they only showed 16 or something. Okay. Oh, so you're saying it's Alice? I guess I am. Let's find out. Congratulations! You're a winner! Yay, you've done it. Uh, Alice, all the female androids are named this, and they have a neck, uh, neck, what? And they have a neck lave with their number. I think he means necklace. <laughs> I think necklace, yeah. Yeah, neck lave. Neck lave. Uh, use the neck lave, crawl. <laughs> uh, Kirk and Spock use logic to basically talk them into shutting down. Spock does his, uh, does this to Alice 27 and Alice 210. He also tries a Vulcan nerve pinch, but it doesn't work. So here's a clip. It works on a horse. won't work on her. Hold on. Here we go. All right. Is there some significance to this action? I love you. However, I hate you. But I'm identical in every way with Alice 27. Yes, of course. That is exactly why I hate you. Because you are identical. Does not compute. Does not compute. Oh. Well, that beeping was annoying. Right. Jeez. Yeah. And her head explodes. I remember Fembot, that. Fembot style. But again, this uh, open Fembot style, this is one of my favorite <laughs> things about old Trek is that they, these, that is an interesting, that is an interesting quandary. This idea that if you're identical, like take identical twins, you love one and hate the other. Like that's an interesting idea to play with. Mm-hmm. And I like that Star Trek always used to do that. So there you go. Yeah, There's it, my thoughts. It put them that. into the red ring of death mode. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what happened. Reboot. Uh, feedback loop. Daryl is the Trek nerd. He is uh, also available on This Week in Trek at thisweekintrek.com. Has that new episode gone out? The big spoiler recast? Has that happened yet? That will be today. All right. So stay tuned. Set your watches. Get excited because they're going to talk about Star Trek Into Darkness. And by the way, Into Darkness has no actual reference in the film. What is that even talking about? I don't what's, even know, really. What's the referral? I don't... So usually you have a name, oh. a subtitle, where you're like, oh, Wrath of Khan? I guess that's going to be about Khan's wrath. Uh, return, uh, search, for search for Spock? Spock. They're going to look I for Spock. I know what they're doing there. Voyage home? They're trying to get home. Phantom Menace? They're he's trying a menace. To, he's a, a phantom. Yeah, he's a phantom. It's, it's a hidden menace. Right. Uh, yeah. What else? It's, there's other stuff. Return of the Jedi? I guess the Jedi's coming back. Well, because he's... Yeah, because of the mission and the secrecy of the mission that um, that must be undertaken, 
They're going into darkness. Please drop your weapon. When Officer Murphy <laughs> sent him in there, yeah. All right, uh, that's going to do it. Daryl, give us a quote, will you, won't you? Can you, please? <clears throat> okay, now think about this one carefully. All right. Here we go. All right. I have been and always shall be your friend. Spock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are, like, I love what you're doing here. <laughs> it's Spock. Gosh, well. It's still yes. Spock. It's always Spock. <laughs> if you know it what I'm Spock. saying. But, okay, yeah, Spock, fine. Is, is it right? Is it Spock? I can't tell you who's right, so I'm just right, hanging up exactly. now. Bye. Gosh dang it. <laughs> it's the news. <laughs> it's brought to you by App Slappy. New episode today. Watch for an iOS nerds. There'll be good stuff in them there hills. AppSlappy.com for details. With Subscribe our, with our, hot, our hot new uh, freaking uh, thing, our theme. Check it out. One more time here. Yeah, listen to this. This will tear you up, baby. I love how the opening sounds. slappy. Sorry, what? It's uh, unlocking your phone. That opening noise it makes. Oh, I didn't even notice. Hold on. Yeah, it, <laughs> it is. Yeah. All right, I wasn't giving Eric even enough credit for that. Fantastic, yeah. Oh, Eric, I said to him, I said, hey, can you make a new theme? And he said, what's your pleasure? And I said, well, make something cool with the thing. And he said, all right. <laughs> we had a good laugh. <laughs> you can tell. Yeah. Is that Was that Nicole? I think that was Nicole, wasn't it? It's an, uh, it sounds like Eileen. I mean, sorry, like, <laughs> that's a Veronica. I forgot who was on App Slappy. It's Eileen. Mmm, sausage. That's Eileen, you're right. Sure. Eileen's been guys, very busy. Though. You guys going to talk about uh, Hiverser's? Have you picked? Have you uh, played it at all? I know you downloaded it. Uh, I did, and I'm terrible at it. And I'm going to try to review it. I'm oh real, wow! I'm really? Real, I'm I real bad at it. But I'm going to review it for the show. You yeah. can't really be bad at it. You just have to. I'm bad at these kinds of games. You just gotta. You just gotta map it out, dude. It's the brain teasy part that's just killing. Map, map that. It's good app. though. It's good for what that is. It's it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it makes me want to have a beer, dear. Beer, dear. All right. <laughs> let's, uh, let's hop into the news here. We got a few things uh, going on. Search for survivors after massive tornado strikes near Oklahoma City. This thing has killed at least 51 people. Um, real bad. Bad, bad tornadoes. Tornado at least a half a mile wide. Think about that for a minute. Yeah. One I half know. mile wide. That is just yeah. that is bonkers. 200 miles per hour wind churned through Oklahoma City suburbs Monday afternoon killing at least 51 and causing significant property damage for the second day in a row, forcing uh, rescue crews to search for survivors in the debris of flattened homes, uh, businesses, and two school schools. Excuse me. Uh, Amy Elliott, a spokeswoman for the Oklahoma City Medical Examiner's Office, said the death toll is expected to rise. Oklahoma City police say seven of those deaths were children at Plaza Towers Elementary School, which was hit by the tornado, according to their uh, local Fox affiliate. Let's see. Oklahoma City also told the same Fox affiliate and their Casey Stagel uh, on the ground in Moore, Oklahoma, that at least four people were killed at a 7-Eleven convenience store. So just uh, those things are sudden. They came out of nowhere. And if you're in the middle of that path, I mean, it's just or tornadoes are bad. Mm -hmm. And we don't really get them in the Rocky Mountains because we have the Rocky Mountains. There's a you don't get the same kind kind of of wind things up a little bit. Yeah, there's get on the eastern plains a lot out here. Yeah, and we get little. We'll get like dust devils and weird stuff out in the in the in the southern you know the deserty parts of the state. Right. Um, But nothing that's ever destructive like this. One time there was a there was an actual tornado, a quantifiable tornado in Salt Lake City, like downtown. 
and it smacked into the side of a building and it dissipated pretty quick. But it was enough to, you know, break stuff. Mm-hmm. And that was crazy weird at the time. Nobody had ever seen anything like it. I believe it. So anyway, wow. just scary, awful. And I hope anybody out there who, I don't know if we have listeners in that area. I know we do because we've heard some of mm-hmm. them before. But yeah. I hope you guys are all okay and that uh, this stops, this weather patterns and these things that are causing this just freaking stop. And, uh, you know, again, it speaks to the amazing resilience and uh, goodness in people. Like there, you hear these stories about these teachers who were covering the kids with their bodies like i yep. mean the teachers were were on top of the kids blocking them and protecting them yep and, as always uh, as always people are awesome it's, that when it's amazing when, so. the, when the when stuff bad happens people kick in and they do good things and that's always mm-hmm. heartening but i'd really rather it never happened in the first place i guess uh yeah just major damage i'm looking at some of these updates trying to see if there's anything new now there's uh death tolls up to 91 uh potentially i don't know if that's confirmed and uh oh man dreadnecks in the tadpole uh apparently his cousin uh grabbed her three daughters from the school before the tornado hit and it collapsed their house is destroyed a bunch of their classmates are still missing but they're okay oh yeah dude well i'm glad they're okay but Mm -hmm. talk about life disruption yeah all right well everyone be careful and watch out for this stuff and by the way if i read one more facebook post or tweet I, I mean this. If one more person says the words, looks like uh, Oklahoma City needs to shape up or God's wrath will hit him again. Oh, if no. If somebody really? does that one more time, I'm going to jump through the internet and castrate them on live TV. It's pissing me off. This stuff happens all the time. Every yeah. time something big happens where real people are affected in terrible ways, some jackass behind a computer screen decides it's his time to say uh, irrational, stupid. Right. Wasn't it usually the Westboro... Uh they're the worst. Yeah, yeah. But there are plenty like them, Ugh. unfortunately. Anyway, uh, all our best to you guys. Let's get on mm-hmm. to something more weird. Australian minister says he's sorry he liked an exposed teen pic on mm. Facebook. <laughs> oh, he clicked like on a... Uh, <clears throat> gotcha, okay. Now, this isn't minister like minister, church minister. This is mm-hmm. like Australian like politician. Like prime minister? Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, says he has he's learned... He's not the prime minister. He's no. the... Subprime minister. <laughs> He's the prying minister. Well, uh, he says he learned a valuable lesson in social networking after he liked a Facebook photo without realizing it showed a teenage prankster exposing himself. How do you like it without noticing it? <laughs> right, exactly. Huh. I'll just click like to these 11 photos right here. Yeah, click, just click click, 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 click. Oh, one of them had his wiener out. Now, yeah, that's so- not good. Uh, <laughs> and and tell me why why I did that voice and not an Australian accent. <laughs> I was going to say, it doesn't, it doesn't sound Australian at all. Oh, click like to that one. He's yeah. the Minister of Education, Peter Coil, Coiler, Coilier, uh, said he clicked the like button under what he thought was an innocent photo of the then 16-year-old in late 2006, or 2011, rather. Uh, Coiler, Coilier, however you say his name, apologized Thursday and said he had no idea that the teen, who was otherwise fully clothed, and posing alongside an older man was playing a prank commonly known as known as sneaky nuts. <laughs> <laughs> My first sneaky nuts. Is, I've never uh, heard of this. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm now going to Google search sneaky nuts because I just need to know a little bit more. Let's see, sneaky nuts. Oh wow. Oh, what- What's my what's my cover band? What is my uh, sneaky nuts? Is my <laughs> the Urban Dictionary? Yeah, think of a good band name. It's uh, my Red Hot Chili Peppers cover band. <laughs> sneaky nuts, according to Urban Dictionary, the practice of secretly showing one or both testicles while standing in the background of a photo can be either through the zipper or above the trousers. 
made famous by Nathan of the Chris Lilly comedy group Angry Boys. Wow. Or movie so Angry Boys. So it's uh so it's basically photoballing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. I was new to me, I hadn't heard of it. I never saw that movie they're referring to. We're not doing any sneaky nuts photos <laughs> no. at uh, Nertacular. Just stay in it. I might be doing them now, but you wouldn't know because the camera. <laughs> uh, uh, at first glance, it appeared to be a harmless picture, he said in a statement. I made a silly mistake on my part. I only became aware of the actual content of the photo when it was shown uh, by a journalist today. This obviously highlights the pitfalls of social media. Oh, yeah, go ahead and, go ahead and shift the blame to social media. I apologize if I caused any offense. The stunt was popularized by Australian comedian Chris Lilly's TV show, Angry Boy. It says it all here. (laughs) If I'd have read my own article, I would have found this. The prank has been a headache for some educators. Last year, uh, administrators at a Catholic school in Canada scrambled to place stickers over a photo printed in all 1,300 class yearbooks of a student subtly exposing his genitalia. (laughs) That's funny. That part, that one's a funny one. <laughs> Thirteen hundred. Yes. That you know what that does? That expo- that exposes the pitfalls of traditional printed media. Is what that yes, does because you right. got thirteen hundred freaking books you gotta <laughs> you gotta deal with and you can't get rid of. Wow. All right, that's good times. <laughs> I would like to likely, <laughs> most likely to protrude. Yeah, most likely <laughs> to stick out of your zipper. Tweaked audio sponsoring again. We always end with the worst article right before the oh, sponsor. Oh, I know. For for you know what? It's, <clears throat> it, uh, they probably love it because it's the memory. It's like, oh, let's wash out our ears with ah tweaked audio. Yep, that's absolutely right. Uh, tweaked audio. Check them out. Use them. Abuse them. Well, don't abuse them because they're nice. We like these guys. Uh, buy your set, next set of earbuds from them. You know the drill. I've told you everything before. I'm just going to make it short today. Stream it. Check out thirty three percent off. Bottom line, save money. Thirty three percent off a whole third of your price at Tweaked Audio. Chairman J. Parnell Thomas of New Jersey opens an inquiry into possible communist penetration of the Hollywood film industry. It's Celebrity Poop, and it's brought to you by... Oh, i got to play a thing. (laughs) I'm waiting here because you put notes in there. I totally forgot. All right, here it is. Check it out. Hey, FSL fans. I'm Tom Merritt from Dragon Sports Talk Radio. And I'm Justin Robert Young. We know how important it is for you to get your favorite FSL gear. That's right, Justin. The good news is just a click away. Atlanta Sport Lions, New York Avengers, Gallifrey Time Lords, and the San Francisco Federation. Official logos on high-quality t-shirts. Even retro gear like Winterfell Direwolves, Serenity Valley Fireflies. Just head to the official FSL store at SlashLoot.com. Go now or go naked who wrote this crap ben ben no you get in here there you go more slash loot goodness for our <laughs> friends at uh at uh, fsl tonight you know yeah we'll have one of them on later yeah hey which one will it be <coughs> <coughs> well it won't be michael jackson he'd he be dead That's michael right. jackson 1979's manifesto revealed and the singer planned to become the most incredible entertainer of all time Wow. Quote, I should be a new, incredible actor, singer, dancer that will shock the world, unquote. Jackson wrote at age 21, I will do no interviews. I will be magic. (laughs) No interviews. No, I will do no interviews. (laughs) I will be magic. I will be magic, he says. I will be magic. Wow. I think there's a way. I will be magic. I will be everything that you desire. But no, no. No, no, no interviews. No interviews. Hey. Uh, uh, no, no. No interviews. Uh, 
Yeah, hell, where'd I end up here? Oh, exploring the legacy of Michael Jackson, CBS News 60 Minutes uncovered a late King of Pops handwritten manifesto from 1979. The note scribbled on his hand, in his handwriting on the back of a tour itinerary and tucked away into a secret warehouse full of Jackson belongings and the Ark of the Covenant details the <laughs> legendary singer's dreams and wishes for his career while he was just a mere 21 years old. Wow. He says, MJ will be my new name, he wrote. He wrote. No more Michael <laughs> Jackson. I want a whole new character, a whole new look. I should be totally different person. People should never think of me as a kid who's saying ABC or I want or I want you back. So that might explain hmm. the extreme measures he took to be a whole new person. Right, exactly. Just <clears throat> physically and uh well, specifically physically, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here's the wow. best line of this in bad writing from dailynews.com. Many close to the thriller singer Really, you had to tell it. You had to point out that he's the thriller singer. <laughs> <clears throat> Knew him to be a meticulous and detailed when it came to his music, according to these words in 1979, preserved by archivist Karen Langford. Jackson thought uh, well in advance about the level of success he desired and wanted. So hmm. there you go, little uh, window into the life of MJ. Wow. MJ, I would not do interviews. <laughs> Uh, I wonder, you know, they discover my old manifestos. I wonder what they're gonna what they're gonna find in there. I don't know what I have that people would read. If I became See my old to do lists, if I became yeah, like if I Paul became BMI, old... <laughs> it says here that Brian needed to call BMI. That explains his meteoric rise to stardom. Go to uh, Target and see if they have cheaper UPSs because <laughs> that other one burned out. Right in his manifesto, Scott reveals. He needed more pencils. <laughs> um, in final news, final celebrity poop here. Ray Manzarek, age 74. I would call him the good-looking Doors member after the only good-looking one left. So he was the better-looking one after he left. After right. what's-his-name died. Right. Better than Robbie Krieger and uh, yeah. after Jim Morrison, you're saying? Yeah, and he looked great in his later years. Saw him and yeah. saw some pictures of him. Uh, it's funny. I, I can only picture Kyle MacLachlan because he played him in the uh, in the movie. That's right. That's a good point. Ray Manzarek, age 74, keyboardist and founder of The Doors, has died. Uh, Ray, as the keyboardist and songwriter for The Doors, helped shape one of the indelible bands of the psychedelic era, died on Monday in a clinic in Rosenheim, Germany. He was age 74. Didn't look 74. The cause was bile duct cancer. Oh, man. Yikes. That sounds real bad. No kidding. I've never heard of that, but wow. Oh, weird. Uh, says his manager, Tom Vittorino. He probably has a mob name, too. That guy. <laughs> Mr. Manzarek lived in Nampa, California, but I don't know why he was in Germany. He must have been there doing stuff and then came came ill or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Manzarek founded The Doors in 1965 with a singer and lyricist, Jim Morrison, who he What's would that? describe decades later as the personification of the, dis, of the Dionysian impulse each of us has inside. Okay. Really? The Dionysian? Yeah, like Dionysus, the um, the god of partying, partying hardy. Got it. (laughs) The god of brass monkey. Yep. Uh, They, (laughs) the funky monkey, right? Brass monkey. That that funky funky monkey. Monkey. (laughs) They would go on to recruit the drummer John uh, John Dresmore and the guitarist Bobby Krieger, and those guys are still kicking it, I guess. Those other Mm -hmm. two. Yeah, actually, Robert Krieger just came out with a book, uh, I believe, about it. He was against the uh, Ian Asbury from the cult. Was it Ian Asbury? I don't know. It was somebody who went out and toured with the Doors as the new lead singer, and he was against it. Well, I would be against fundamentally having the last name Asbury, so 
<laughs> I would go get that changed. All right. 50 bucks, town hall, done. <laughs> um, I'm eating a pear. You know one thing I was going to say about the doors? When I was a kid and I would hear like, this is the end, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or people are strange. I would hear these songs in my head on in headphones. Oh, and there people have seen this floating around in me. Me at like age two with big old headphones on sitting next to a record player. And my dad mm-hmm. took this picture and it's it's a really good picture and I've used it for things. But anyway, pe- people have seen this shot. I was, I can tell you, I was listening to the Doors that day. Really? That photo? That, yep. uh, wow. My brother had all these Doors records and I would listen to them. And that's crazy. I loved the weird place my head would get when I listened to Doors songs. I would just feel like I was being pulled in weird places. It's weird. Like a weird, I, I still have this relationship with it. I'll hear it and it makes me want to just lay back and kind of go into a Zen state. It's weird. Anyway, the Doors loses another. Yeah. Ray Manzarek. All right. Mumbleboxes wants to give you seven day free trial, guys. Go check them out. Mumbleboxes.com. You're playing in your guild. You got your uh, your clan. You got your uh, your Counter Strike professional team going. Doesn't matter. You just need a great way to talk to each other, share strategies, and real time kick the pants off of whoever you're playing. You can do that with a Mumblebox server. Seven day free trial. Uh, custom host names. Fully redundant servers. Manage everything from the web interface and get twenty percent off the whole damn thing for TMS, or using the code TMS, rather, because you listen to TMS. TMS, 20% off. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, the fitness geek will be here. Jury duty will happen, and a few other things after that. Brian, what do we got? Well, uh, it's actually uh, perfect timing. Great segue into this song, because in honor of uh, uh, Ray Manzarek's passing, um, I decided we had only had one request for the day, so I was going to slip in a, uh, a Doors cover. Mm. And this is a great one. And, and basically, when you think of the Doors... Uh, and you think of uh, Ray Manzarek's contribution, probably one of the first and foremost things you think of is the keyboard opening to Light My Fire. Mm. That dee 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 And uh, so I wanted to play a cover of Light My Fire that didn't have that, you know, kind of like uh, cementing his place as the owner of that keyboard intro. Okay. So I wanted to kind of leave that out. Okay. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, no, totally. Hopefully, hopefully that makes sense. Totally All right, does. so here's Subpar All-Star and their cover of Let My Fire. This one comes from their album Nevermind Nirvana Rama. Here's Subpar All-Star. I wish that Ray Manzarek was married to Jane Kazmarek. I think that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be wow. a great couple, wouldn't it? Yes. All right, it's uh, that song <laughs> Brian just in mentioned. The middle. Yeah, exactly. It's Light My Fire. We'll be back in a moment with everything I said about earlier and more. Fire 
like fortune cookies and Genesee beer. You crazy Genesee beer with fortune cookies? Why not? I like Genesee beer. It's good with everything. Oh, I call manager. You crazy, you flip your lid. Why you want Genesee beer with fortune cookies? Because Genesee beer is naturally more refreshing. Because Genesee beer is made with hemlock lake water. Purest natural brewing water in the USA. And hot blossoms from the Sacramento Valley. 386 chips. The Morning Stream, desperately working off a pile of parking lot tacos since 2011. Uh, we're back, everybody. I was going to ask you, the, um, How the scene you played that, earlier <laughs> was pretty damn racist. Go ape. Uh, how... <laughs> Was it was the you played earlier a clip that sounded like it could have been a new Kim Commando clip? Was it? It was, was it not. New? It was from another. Oh. Uh, okay, so that's got an interesting story behind it. I got to quit eating this pear while I'm on the air. Oh, that's a great idea. I yeah. love a good pear. Mm. Mm-hmm. I really do. <laughs> but I'm um, I could eat a pear for hours. So here's the deal: <laughs> they had a show on PBS, I guess, in the 70s and, and 80s up through the early 90s, and then it kind of went away. But it was called. Oh crap! I already forgot the name. Something computer. Anyway, it was one. It was like you know, let's look at the latest 386s you can buy mm-hmm. and what they'll do. This is a Packard Bell, you know. Like it was a very early kind of stab at like screensavers level stuff, but it was PBS and kind of slow and boring. But if you go back, I mean, all of them are online. Get them all on YouTube, and there is some old freaky business on there. Really? Okay. Oh man, just bad hair and glasses. And Andreas, I think, just posted a link. Let's see if we. Can... No, this is crazy Christians. What's this? Jeez, Andre. Andre, let's get with the program, buddy. Computer Chronicles? That's it. That's it. That was uh, another it. Jay Martin came up with that one. There you oh, go. Mark Shepard, yeah. So it's stuff like this. I'll give you an example. Here's the a 1985 edition of the show. Oh, let me skip ahead. This is their bad intro music. There you go. <laughs> Isn't that great? Totally. Welcome to the Computer Chronicles. I'm Stuart Chaffee, and this is Gary Kildall. Gary, I told a friend of mine we were doing a show on Unix, and he said to me, why in the world would you want to feature a Unix on a computer show? Oh, gosh. Oh, oh, Bill. Oh, you and your three-piece suit. You're looking good, buddy. Anyway, I watched a whole bunch of these episodes because it's bad. I'm sure it is. So I got that. And that 386 Chips clip I played, that's Uh in there as well. (laughs) 386 Chips. 386 Chips. That seemed like the the hot business back then. And they were talking about color notebooks coming. We're going to have color screens, you guys. How many colors? Eight. (laughs) That's hella awesome. Right. It's amazing how fast things have changed, honestly. That was the thing that I walked away from watching all these. Like, wow. A, it was alive, and B, that doesn't seem that long ago. And look how far we've come. Wow. Oh, that, that, that mention of 386 chips woke uh, Cleo up. So. Did it? Hi, Cleo. 386 yeah. chips. Lick a 386 chip. Yes. Okay, let's call Fitness Geek because he's waiting. Uh, hold on. Why isn't... Oh. I think this new version of Skype is something's up. Some of the keyboard shortcuts are not as good as I'd like them. Mm-hmm. Don't I have a theme for him now? I thought I had a theme for him now. <laughs> ah, crap. There was one he created, wasn't there? Oh, a was a the- uh, fitness. Hold on. Don't go anywhere. Here it is. My name is Bill Duran. And I believe in fitness. There you go. Bill Duran, hi. I thought you guys knew how to use a soundboard. I know. 
<laughs> you'd think. But there's a rumor floating around that we don't know what we're doing. You know, I never had a 386, but my neighbor had a 286. Whoa. And we played Commander Keen. I had a 386 yeah. DX40, and I played uh, Wolfenstein and Doom on there. Oh, we played Wolfenstein, too. Yeah, yeah. Steenstein. Yeah, the two, the two eighty sixes were starting to show their age at that point, and I thought yeah. I was the hot business. I had, get this, four megabytes of RAM. That was what? huge, and that cost me about $1,800, that RAM. Yeah, we had a, uh, what was it, Macintosh LC2, yeah. and I remember we went from four to eight megs of uh, RAM, and that was about 500 bucks. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. The times we live in. By the way, you can buy like 16 gig for about 80 bucks now. Yep. (laughs) 16 gigabytes, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy time we live in. Um, All right. Well, it's good to have you on. And by the way, whatever happened to MC Hammer? And what's MC Hammer doing? You know the guy's got talent. All right. (laughs) That's some good soundboard use right there. Yeah. See, I was just showing you that I can still do it. I still got it. Um, Bill, it's good to have you back. Fitness geek, fitness nerd, here to talk about uh, being a geek and staying fit. Tell us what you got for us today. Uh, things are kind of, uh, weird lately. I don't know. I hurt my back. That seems to be better now, but I'm kind of in a just sort of maintain mode. How'd you hurt it by the way? What'd you do? Uh, a long time ago, I think that the genesis of this particular back problem I have, um, I was at the gym and the guy kept pushing me to lift more and more weights and I I was doing uh, deadlifts and, uh, I did like 250 pound deadlifts, which is like a lot. Right. And and it was the sort of thing where I didn't realize I hurt myself until the next day, and I uh, I reached across my body to get some spices or something while I was cooking, and then I was flat on the floor. <laughs> mm. uh, and it, I think it's just a, an injury that I keep aggravating every once in a while, doing something dumb like you know mowing the lawn or whatever. Yeah, or something like shoveling innocuous. the snow like I did when I threw my back yeah. out this winter. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was the worst day ever, man. So it seems to be better now. Um, I've been just kind of maintaining lately, just taking it easy, trying not to overeat so much. Okay, and- that's a good question then. When people have, because stuff happens, people get hurt, yeah. there's injuries and things. Is there, I mean, how to, how how do you how did you maintain and how did you kind of keep on top of things even though you knew you weren't going to have the regular workouts and things like that? Well, you you need to find what you can do without hurting yourself. So sometimes if you if it if you hurt yourself badly enough, like if you hurt your leg or if you hurt your back badly enough, you you can't do anything. Sometimes you can hurt yourself so bad that you are bedridden and you have to stay in bed till you can stand up again. Yeah. And you don't have a choice. If you just keep if you just push through it, you'll just do more damage. Yeah. I my back wasn't that bad, but um there was a day or two where I, you know, I I couldn't lift that. We were. I was shopping with my wife, and I was just pointing at things meekly. I think we need some of that, honey. And she would go over and pick it up. And did you get to ride one of those little scooters through the grocery store, like the uh, uh, the no. rascal? Oh, you missed, should take advantage of that. The rascal opportunity. <laughs> the rascal is yeah. the best name ever for that. Yeah. But that's what you have to do. And, and the bummer is. Um, when you like for me, I've worked so hard and for so long to get to where I am with my fitness level. It's gonna plummet. Like you're gonna you're gonna lose a lot of the um, progress that you've made when you're healing. But you have to. You don't have a choice. Yeah. It's better to lose that progress and then take a couple months afterwards to sort of build back up than to try and be a hero and push through it and end up you know 
having a serious lifelong injury. Mm. Right. Yeah. No, I am. I'm, I'm with you. So like when I, um, so this is kind of a funny experience. I'm watching. I'm, I'm. I'm actually working out yesterday. Okay, so I'm doing some time actually? on the treadmill. Yeah, oh. <laughs> doing some treadmill stuff. And I had. I was watching because the West Wing's gone, and I can't watch that anymore. I could, but I've just finished it. So I'm watching King of the Hill. It's a perfect little half hour episode because all I had was a half hour for a quick jog, and then I had to go somewhere. So I had a King of the Hill episode going, and it was season four, episode one. And this is just after season three's big finale where Peggy fell out of a plane and her chute didn't open. Remember this, everyone? Maybe I don't sort of. remember this. Wow. So oh. I know it sounds more serious than it actually was, but Peggy Hill fell out of a plane, chute wouldn't open, landed in the gr- on the ground and got super injured. Uh, and then it was kind of a weird cliffhanger thing, which cartoons don't usually do. And then the next year, she was having to deal with the aftermath of this, get out of the cast and start Therapy Thursday. Therapy Thursday. To start therapy. <laughs> physical physical therapy. Physical therapy. There Thank you. you. So, God, that word is so tied to that name now. So she goes She goes to do this, and it's really hard for her. And Cotton, the, uh, Hank's dad, who's such a little bastard, is pushing her through it, saying, if I could do all these terrible things I did in, in the World War II, then you can get your butt off the thing. And you can either go to your pansy-schmansy uh, therapy thing physical therapy thing or you can have me show you how to do it and he's got her climbing hills and you know dragging herself around the house and all this kind of stuff it's like boot camp for her. anyway the point is I, I didn't need to tell this story the point is <laughs> watching her do that and watching her in this cartoon mind you made me very uncomfortable because of my experience with the, my back getting hurt yeah. six, three four five mm-hmm. months ago and so i so i got this question in my head that i wanted to ask you so this all comes around Okay. Um, is how much of it is mental when you've injured yourself to to the point that you've really done some damage and you you don't know what you're going to do or how you're going to make it past whatever? What do you do to kind of psych yourself back up to say no, I can get back up to my fighting weight or I can get back up to running as much as I did before or lifting as much as I did before? Like it feels daunting and it's easy to get very self destructive mm-hmm. when you've been injured like that. So I don't know if you yeah. want to address that at all, but. Well, the, the thing about, especially with any sort of fitness, once you start, once you get into a routine, it becomes uh, easier to stick with it. The starting a new routine or restarting a new routine is, or uh, your old routine after an injury is, is the hardest part. Right. You know, if, especially if you have to wake up early to do it or if anytime, it's the sort of thing where anytime there's a teeniest little bit of a, of a road bump, you're like, yeah, I'll just start it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is all in your head. It's yeah, just right. a thing it's you have mental, to push through. It's all mental, isn't it? Yep. And what I always do, whenever I'm, I'm worried about um, any anything I'm trying to get better at, like um, like my fitness or, or something that I'm building or something I'm working on, I always just keep in my head saying, it's okay if as long as today I'm better at it than I was yesterday. Mm. There's, there's never going to be like, you're never going to reach an apex where you are the peak of whatever your goal is. But you can continue to improve every day. So that's what I do. I just, uh, it, you may regress after an injury, but then you say, that's fine. I'm healthy now. You let yourself heal. And then you say, today I'm going to do better than I did yesterday. Right. And that, that's sort of the mental trick that works for me. Uh, you, other people may have to come up with their own sort of mental thing. But it is you telling yourself to do that stuff. And it's hard to kick. It's so hard to kick your own butt sometimes. It really is, yeah. yeah. It's easy to if tell you, other people what to do, but yeah, if you can afford it, I can't afford it. But if you can, to just go to a trainer and just be like, mold me and do a dynamo, blah. Mm-hmm. 
you know, those people will get you motivated uh, real fast. But um, I think personally, the the internal motivation uh, for me seems to be more long lasting. Yeah. Be your own, yeah. Be your own uh, personal trainer. And here's the yeah. other here's the other thing that episode made me think about. When you get out of an, a body cast, mm-hmm. this is what I thought. There's an awful smell. Because that oh, just no. seems like the worst thing ever. That's, that does sound pretty terrible. <laughs> Doesn't it, though? I mean, just getting an arm cast off is like, yep. what happened in there? So, <laughs> so this is what I'm doing. I uh, And I, I walk every day. Yeah. I, I, I say this a lot, but I go for about a half-hour walk every day. And I actually recently changed my route to uh, – I just do three um, – three laps around my block because it's an uphill downhill thing so i get three uphills and three downhills yeah a little little variety keeps things kind of fresh yeah um and i kept doing that while my back was uh kind of hurt uh but i stopped doing any sort of lifting or any body weight exercises or anything um now that i'm getting better um i'm just doing a little bit more like um what did i do yesterday i don't even remember what yesterday what day is today today is tuesday that's when you uh, come on and do the fitness geek. Ah, uh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I have no idea. Everything is sniper rifle in my brain today mm. or this last three weeks. Uh, I, uh, I, I, I'm just adding back to my routine. I'm not jumping back into my old routine, which was like a gajillion push-ups every day and – uh, and uh, all that crap I was doing. So now I'm just uh, like three days a week I'm doing lifting. I'm doing um, what was it? the circuit training, just upper upper body circuit training. And the first one I did it, uh, I usually do four sets. I only did three. I was like, I don't want to push myself. I don't want to hurt myself again. Right. Um, so I'm just working myself back into it. And after a couple more weeks, I'll be back to my normal routine. Uh, and then what I'll do is I'll set a new goal, a new like weight goal or a fitness goal or something so that I have something to work forward to. Nice. Well, yeah. at least you so you've got the good mental part of this down, which is you're not yeah. so mad at yourself that you can couldn't pull off that fourth set. You have a good understanding of what you should do, what you're capable of and how you yeah. where you shouldn't go. I think that's that's again, it's all mental, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. And that's only after uh, going over the whole the weight loss, weight gain, fitness roller coaster for about the last 10 years. Yeah. I'm finally at a point now where I can trick my brain into into doing the right thing. You've been working out that head muscle. It's good. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> don't do any uh don't do any what's it called, Brian? Dirty uh, testicles. Dirty those sneaky sneaky nuts. No sneaky nuts for you. <laughs> uh awesome. So I uh, before we let you go, I've been watching your progress on this uh, Halo yeah. rifle and um yep. it's sexy business there. Uh, uh can people see the progress? How, where can they find it? What's going on? Yeah. Well, first thank you. I'm really I'm actually really really proud of how it turned out. Yeah, um, I awesome. put a I put an image or link in the in the tab pool if they want to go check it out, the pictures of it. But if you go to uh, facebook.com slash punished props, um, there's an album on there with uh, finished photos of the Halo 4 sniper rifle that I just recently built and finished and wow. shipped. Oh, that's cool. By the way, do you guys think it's just a coincidence that suddenly on my ISP, I've got great speed all around, doing about 20 down and 3 up. It's been ma- amazing lately, all right? For, for for what I can get here, it's been really good. All you Europeans can shut up about your hundred meg down. I don't care about you right now. <laughs> but it but it, it's no it cannot be a coincidence that Reddit, Imager, uh, Dig, and uh, 
let's say, oh, at 4chan, none of these load now. Oh. They're all, hmm. well, and if they do, they're super slow. Something's up. They're blocking this stuff. Not for, I don't know that it's for me specifically. I don't really use those sites very much. Certainly don't use 4chan, but somebody on the internet said, well, why don't you check all those kind of places and see if they're doing kind of a, a generalized blocking of these particular social networks. And sure enough, 4chan is just a, a crawl. It would never come up for me. And right now, Imager is just hanging. Just for, okay, it finally came up. But I don't know what that, what that means. Net neutrality. I guess. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Feels like I'm getting yanked around. All right. Uh, Chinbeard oh. on Twitter. Punishprops.com. Facebook.com yes. slash punishprops. All over the place. Uh, Lots going on. Yeah. Lots of stuff happening. And that looks insane. Thank you. Guys you see that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I like the word close-up on this... of the, uh, the, the scope and the mag. Yeah. Wow. wow. Word on the street is you'll get to see that at Nerdtacular. Uh-huh. Word on the street is I know who this is going to. I wish, yep. it, I wish it was me, Brian. Don't get too excited. <laughs> it's not. I like it. Scott says that, but he already has two things made by me. Yeah, they're amazing too. I got two guns that will protect me when anyone breaks into the house. You can go all wider. <laughs> I can do yeah. yeah, a Kimbo baby. All right, uh, good stuff. Talk to you Alrighty. soon, uh, man. Take it easy and uh, go work out more, and hope your back doesn't hurt. Can do. Bye now. Bye, Bye now. <laughs> all right. Very good. That went all right. I like having Bill on. <laughs> As, you, know, you like how you say that sometimes after a guest comes on. All right, well, that, that went well. That was okay. okay. That was all right, like, I, I guess. <laughs> you got it in your mind that it wasn't <laughs> going to go well. I don't know why I think that way sometimes, but I do. All right. Let's get Justin Robert Young on the phone. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. emphasis on uh, emphasis on the middle part. Justin, Justin Robert, Robert Young. Young. Because yeah. he was the... Uh, father and father knows best that Justin Robert Young. Robert Young. These are their stories. Yeah, it is. Do, 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 do. Oh, I'm terrible with names. Justin Robert Young, are you there? It's Hi. brought to you by. Oh, brought to you by. Sorry, go <laughs> Sorry. ahead. This segment is brought to you I was by. Trying to wedge in earlier. Love Cthulhu. Love podcast. Check out their Kickstarter. The Nerds Domain crew from nerdsdom.com is putting together a play podcast, and they want your help. They'll be playing the masks of Nyarlathotep. Nyarlathotep. <laughs> Uh, it's a give challenge. me some good Jules Verne. Yeah. Can you let Scott butcher this one a couple times? Adventure from Chaosium over the next 12 to 18 months and recording the podcast for your listening pleasure. They're really excited to bring you this dark and intriguing story. Check out the Kickstarter at tinyurl.com slash nerdsdomainmasks and let your friends know. Yeah, and it's cheap. Chicken shit money. One might say. That's right. All right. Sorry, Justin, you there? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for my chicken shit money. <laughs> Well, good. It's not much, but I'm happy to give it to you. Dude, what is going on with you and your life? I feel like we've been having, you know, it's weird. We had a couple of weeks where we didn't have a Tuesday show and you weren't here, literally weren't here. Sure. And then you were here last week, but I feel like it's been longer somehow. I don't know why I feel that way, but uh, I guess we've you. know, I think you. It's, I don't it's know. because we, we all live such busy lives mm. and, and it, it just feels good to kick back, put your feet up and just... Have a little bull session with your friends here that's, on the morning stream. That's right. Let our let our testicles hang out in a fashion that is popular <laughs> a little now. sneaky nut action. Right. If you, right. If you catch my drift. Right. Uh, you know what? If you are a kid and you're six, let's say you're sixteen, and you're in a photo and you have an opportunity to bomb that photo, mm-hmm. it it seems that even a sixteen year old with all their lacks of judgment intact, that they wouldn't want to have their testicles then available digitally throughout the internet archive forever. <laughs> I, I just, th- I but feel like really, even they should know. Is there, 
<laughs> this is going to sound a little weird. All right. But the nuts are kind of a sweet spot in terms of genitalia <laughs> exposure, right? Because let's, nobody let's is Scott's, going to... Uh, Scott's soccer photo. <laughs> I mean, like, like, nobody is like, oh, those are unattractive nuts, right? Yeah, right, right. You know, they're just, they're supposed to be these little goblin creatures anyway, so... <laughs> Well, no, no, no. I guess that's... But see, this is my point. There is nothing... All right. I'm, let's say you're at a you're at a Victoria's Secret runway show, all right? Sure. And there's a photo, and everyone's backstage like, ah, let's get a photo. And one of the, of the these beautiful models decides to go boob slip and just show it off behind him, a boob bomb, okay? Yeah. Everybody would freak out. It's because she's cute. It's because that's hot somehow to a segment of the population. But yeah. I do. I don't care who you are. You could be. Uh, I can't even think of a hot dude right now. You could be Chris Pine from Star Trek Into Darkness. Sure. You mm-hmm. could be the Captain Kirk himself, and you could be behind Zachary Quinto over there and flop him out. And Sneaky nut him. No one finds that attractive anywhere. Sneaky nutting in a Starfleet uniform would, would be a challenge. <laughs> it would be. You'd have to. Well, I don't know. It would you'll... involve an exacto knife. Yeah, probably right, exactly. would. Although they kind of have pants, these you guys. You kind of do sneaky camel toe, but that's about it. Yeah. Sneaky, sneaky toe? Snuckle. Sneaky toe. Sneaky snuckle. <laughs> but 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, that doesn't matter how, what that dude, who that dude is. That is just gross. And no matter who you are, that's just gross. And then gross. I guess funny, but gross. No, and it's funny because it's gross. But like, I mean, that just. That's because we find boobs attractive and we don't find nuts attractive. And I mean, we as in the entire society of humans. Right. Right. Women. I'm sorry, women. I don't know how you do it. Yeah. Or, or gay men. How you doing it? Like, what is it about us? I, I don't find. Look, I it, in my prime, in my teens, when I was like, yeah, look at me. I'm a virile teen. And I'd get in the mirror <laughs> and I'd see myself after a shower and go, nobody wants this. This is terrible. <laughs> No, it's a good point. Listen, I mean, there's, uh, thank God personality counts for something because otherwise we're all screwed. <laughs> all uh, right. Our phony baloney jobs are up and up in the wind. Yeah, no doubt. And I just think it's a, it's an interesting thing that I understand. I get, look, there's some basic physiology going on here where, you know, the, women are, are, are disposed to carry children and to, uh, progenit, progenitate that's not a word to push the race I forward. like it though i think we should keep it going progenitate, progenitate. they're gonna make that happen you know, oh man my girlfriend's getting on me because she wants to progenitate <laughs> <laughs> and so we are just you know we're, we're incredibly attracted to them and yeah. i think they're attracted to us for all these other different reasons but none of them are those are some sweet looking testicles you got there yeah right. oh man right. look at the nuts on you that never, guy right. Right. you never hear over here a couple of women at a cafe saying by the way jennifer his nuts were immaculate <laughs> even, yeah like what's the what, what's the, the descriptor like we don't even know what the descriptor like boobs could be like big or perky and like even like a a, a johnson you know like uh it's it's like long or or girthy, but like what are even what's the, like what is the descriptor for good nuts? You know, is it clean, big, round, hearty? Uh, does it look like you could whistle a tune? <laughs> I'm gonna get so much email for this segment today. It's my own I, fault. Listen, you know, I like to consider this. We're not really sure. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, it's not that blue. Fun. I just know there's like six year olds in back seats right now and parents fumbling for their iPods. That's what I think is probably happening. <laughs> it's, I mean, listen, it's a good point, but we, I, I think we're we're trying to provide. This is like the thing. 
that you have to get your parents' signature for in school. You know, this is like the sexual education segment <laughs> uh-huh. of the morning stream. Right. We are just, but we're disseminating terrible, terrible advice, though. Aren't we? Or I don't know if it's terrible. I think we're just kind of ruminating on the <laughs> level on which nuts hold on our our psyche for sexual excitement. Right. Uh, all right, here. Let me ask you this: though. last nut question. Okay. Um, do you think that the sneaky nuts are more or less uh, funny because we take way more photos now than we used to? Oh, interesting. Now that all photos are digital, like, is it funny because? we are used to being photographed and take so many more photographs or would it have been funnier if like, let's say Chevy Chase did it in Fletch and now everybody was trying to get their nuts in a Polaroid picture. Well, didn't a kid, Brian, we knew about this, the kid in um, Teen Wolf did it. Remember that? <laughs> right. That's There's right. That in, scene. The, in the very end. Yeah. One of the extras decides to uh... flop out his hoo-ha and there it is right. on the screen and you can see it. Uh, I don't know if the, I, there's some edited version now that you the can kid in back to the future was trying to gesture towards his, uh, his sneaky nuts uh, back to future three. Yeah. So there's some of that going on, but yeah, I actually think that this is correct. Like for example, Harlem shake videos. Yeah. That would have lasted a whole lot longer than a minute. <laughs> if those were a thing that, you know, showed up at the, uh, in some lost footage from empire strikes back while they were shooting some scene on a well, set. But, but then like, uh, the Harlem Shake videos are really like that. Those are of the internet, right? Because like nobody, even if, all right, so let's say they do that on the set of Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. In, where did they Like Norway? Norway or somewhere Norway. weird, right? So Wasn't they're Tunisia? doing that and. <laughs> Tunisia like, the, is where the old know, Tatooine sets are. Right, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They're in the big carbonite like tank scene at the end. And like, you know, it's like, and cut. And then like. Han starts doing the like, <laughs> and then everybody does the Harlem Shake, right? <laughs> like, right. Okay. nobody does it because that's a thing that other famous people do. the The cool thing about the Harlem Shake is that it was something that random idiots in their dorm room did, and then it just looked so fun that everybody else wanted a piece. Like, it was an interactive art. From the very, very beginning. Well, then, like, by that definition, then, the nut thing is going to go away because it was made made known and therefore popular by this movie uh, thing. Well, that I'd never yes. Seen. But so that's what I'm saying is, like, that was a thing that came from old media and therefore could have come from old media then. Yeah. But the question is, is it... I think I I think it's actually the fact that we take more pictures. So now it's like if you have a picture of your nuts out, it's not like it's like one of the eight pictures you will ever have taken of you in your life. <laughs> right. That's a good point. I hadn't considered it that way. I don't it just, know. It just seems a little like a little bit more sillier. It just seems like photobombing taken to a level mm-hmm. it was not intended to be taken to. I do like <laughs> the fact that this guy's nuts were so sneaky that he, he fooled his priest or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. you, you, yes. Minister in the political sense, but yes. No, oh, I'm, oh, I'm so, more patting the guy in the back okay, who managed sorry. to get into the yearbook. Yeah, yeah, the yearbook one, the yearbook thing in Canada is my favorite bit because that's how. See, that kid is almost like I'm not saying he should be celebrated for what he did, but sneaking in a shot of you doing that into a yearbook where editors on the in the class and mm-hmm. teachers and advisors and final approval by the principal, nobody caught it. And then you printed 1,300 copies right. for graduation, and then you find out, and you got to go in there and scratch them out or block them out or whatever you did. 
that's a pretty insane prank right there. Like that's yeah, kind of awesome. But also, like number one, who's really checking through that? I mean, like like you're if you're checking through that yearbook, you're checking to make sure that no one's like, "Yo, I stored weed under the tree behind the school." <laughs> like you're making sure that nobody's writing that right, right. and. Like nobody's going through because like where did this kid pull his pull his bollocks out right <laughs> like in like the 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 second photo of shop class right. you know when they get all the the groups together mm-hmm. it certainly wasn't in the headshot because yeah. that would be talent <laughs> right right no here's the photo somebody actually Captain Kipper and the tadpole actually put a link to the, oh, the they photo found it? the yearbook no way, photo dude. no way yes. right. and it's in a group of like the um know, like the drama <laughs> students. <or something. laughs> He's making the dumbest straight face. <laughs> that is so great. All right. I'm, I know I'm contributing to the problem. I'm not helping here, but holy crap, that's funny. Well, let me ask you this, Scott. You <laughs> yeah. have you have a young uh, a young lad yeah. that you are raising. Yeah. All of a sudden, you get the call. You're laughing real hard now. You get the call from right. school. What do you do? There's, yeah. a, there's a sneaky nut situation that you got to deal with, Mr. Johnson, which is a hilarious sentence. <laughs> it, it was... <laughs> I would only yeah if I'm the parent of the kid who did it yeah that, that yeah then I'm all freaking out if I right. if if one of my friends or one of my kids are in the shot or don't know any better or are at the school that's that doesn't bother me I'm not gonna go on a parental crusade then yeah that's just some dumb kid and my kids would understand that that's where I stand on that but yeah if this happened if I got a phone call and said yeah uh, Mr Johnson Nick has. Uh, Taken his his testicles out. <laughs> Nick's yanked his balls out in a <laughs> sneaky fashion. Term, uh, sneaky, <laughs> nuts, sneaky fashion. Uh, Mr. Johnson. We didn't notice because it was so sneaky. Can you come now down? He's got to introduce himself to the neighbors. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about that. That would be. Yeah, I'd be mad at him because I think he doesn't. I, I think that this whoever this kid <laughs> is, the is or just the berries. This, yeah, this kid's an idiot, and. I don't well, want listen, my kid to be an are, idiot. You are an idiot if you're trying to pull your nuts out and get them photographed against somebody's will. Right. Like, it's obviously, it's if you're going to parse it by the letter of the law, it's it's sneakily close to sexual assault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it uh, kind of is. Especially, look, that girl there in front, is that a teacher or just a girl? She looks a little aged. Anyway. She's awful. Her elbows in close proximity to said sneaky nuts. <laughs> Look at that. Right. And that you could. I mean, if that person wanted to, she'd have grounds to sue. She's like, "Look at him. He's whole, he's he's putting Yeah, his, I think that is a teacher. I think it is too. She could sue that kid. Or maybe well, it was her idea. Yeah. If if he if she accidentally <laughs> maybe put a put an elbow into a <laughs> you know, his balls. <laughs> Well, I mean, she's, I don't know. I could go on about that. But I just feel like it's, I feel like this is, I can laugh from afar at this yearbook thing. But truth <laughs> is, if I'm one of the teachers, they're, they're pooping bricks right now. Like, oh, what? how did this happen? This little punk. Right. And it's always the little short, the short guy with like the buzz cut. What's going on with those kids? Well, but also, I mean, like, listen, to a certain extent, there is a rambunctious spirit in high schoolers that you kind of want to foster, right? I mean, I say this very, very easily as somebody with no kids. You have kids that have gone through high school and, right. and are entering, you know, uh, that age. But, right. like, you kind of want a little bit of that rebelliousness spirit. You just hope that there is more, like, hey, I learned to code and I started an awesome website that all my friends like. And less, like, I pulled my nuts out and somebody took a picture even though they didn't realize. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. Well, all right. I've seen the large version now, and now I've had my fill of this kid in Canada. <laughs> and for all those that oh, think, so oh, what else are you going to do in Canada? Right. I'm sticking it for the kid now. Right. But to I'm all those, kidding. by the way, to all those people who think Americans only do stupid stuff and it gets captured on film, I'm watching, I watch a lot of those fail videos because I don't know why I just like them. And uh, Fail Army is my favorite on YouTube. I'll watch those every time they come out with a new one. They do like the week's worst fails. And it's a lot of skateboard stuff and buildings falling down where a guy didn't mean to or things like that. But I sure hear a lot of non-speaking English people in those videos. Lots of Russians, lots of Eastern Bloc stuff going on, a lot of Europeans, accents. It ain't Listen, all here, dude. The only reason why people think Americans do all the dumb stuff is we used to own all the film. <laughs> You know, <laughs> like all these technologies started and were commercially viable and boomed first in America. So, like, of course, we I mean, we were like the first country to put on a weekly compilation of home videos where people took Frisbees to the dog. Oh, that's a good point. That's you know, a good point. yeah, I hadn't thought about that. America's Funniest Home Videos was the right. was. Yeah, was the beginning of this. And it seemed like we were the only crazy people because nobody else was doing this. But now they're all doing it. And I just think it's important to note, once you get a hold of our technology, you guys seem to know what to do with it. Exactly. Pull your balls especially out. The, especially the Russians. But the Russians with their dashboard cams. Yeah, that oh, place, God, yeah. dude. Everything's documented. Every terrible thing that happens on a street mm-hmm. gets documented by those people. But I was kind of heartened by, uh, uh, oh, who posted it on Twitter? I want to give him credit. He's probably in the chat room. I can't remember who did it. Anyway, somebody posted this great compilation of acts of kindness on those dash oh, yeah. cams. Yeah, I remember you were telling me about this. Like oh, John Strickland did. Out. It was Strickland. Okay. That's who it was. Um, yeah, a guy getting out of his car, moving a cat out of the road, helping an old lady who slipped and fell in a mud pot, people rushing to help somebody who had gotten clipped by the corner of a car, like all this kind of stuff with this really like sweeping music behind it. It may, yeah, I have a whole new, whole new love for the Russian people. And then and immediately I saw another dash cam video where like, Somebody jumped out of his car and like kicked a dog or something. <laughs> so you, there's always a little bit of that. But uh, anyway, I don't know why. I, I don't know how we got there, Justin. I, I, don't, I don't even know I if this think, is what you wanted to talk about today. I just no. We just need to stop. Okay, and this actually goes to my larger point. Uh, even about like like the the tornado thing, as as horrifying and terrible and tragic as it is, and we should not think that it is anything less than a horrible tragedy. Yeah, but like. I think that there's an issue we have in society where everybody kind of rushes to overcorrect over what is what are statistically kind of smaller issues, mm-hmm. you know, or it's like and not to say that they're not tragic, but it's like these things happen like natural disasters are a part of living on Earth. Like we are we are uh, consistently being tried or escaping narrowly escaping mother nature's death watch that is you know consistently trying to murder us all and we have succeeded because we have defeated her not because you know we have come into harmony with mother nature we have made life better for us at the expense of the way that we would live otherwise and so even when these things happen it's like I, I get what you're saying. These things, these happen, but the the frequency of them happening, uh, the the frequency hasn't changed, and it has its cycles. Where well, it, I mean, increase, who knows? Decrease. Who knows? I, I don't I don't know enough to say if it's changed. And this is not like like an anti climate you know argument. Right, 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 right. Like it's just to say that like 
bad things have always happened and the best thing that we can do for us is like inventing better houses mm -hmm. and inventing better early detection systems and being better meteorologically so we can give the people who live in these places more warning you know i mean imagine if we i mean if, if it was the difference between you know we have a 10 or 15 minute warning more than we do now right how many more lives could it have saved right you know mm -hmm. like that is that's our best our best defense yeah, and, and i agree you know there's a, re there's always, a reason. There's a reason California can can shoulder the kind of earthquakes it shoulders now, as, and call them minor earthquakes. It's because they are that we have built up standards in housing and construction that withstand those levels of earthquakes better than they ever did before. Those same levels of earthquakes can hit certain third world countries and tear them to bits. The same exact kind of seismic oh, yeah. activity. And over here, it's just like, oh, that was weird. I felt that. You guys feel that? And that's the end of it. I mean, growing up in Florida, I forget whether it was Memorial Day or Labor Day, but it was either like the very beginning or the very, very end of summer. So like on the fringes of hurricane season that there was just it was like everybody it was like a big day out, you know, because the weather was nice. And all of a sudden and this was years and years and years ago, like I, I want to say like the 30, 30s or 40s. And uh, this hurricane just decimated mm -hmm. South Florida because nobody saw it coming. And like now. We see hurricanes coming a week and a half out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like like we we know everything that comes off the coast of Africa because we've gotten better at looking for them. Advanced now, modeling, yeah. the reason why we freak out about it is the sign in which we're good people. Right. When we stop freaking out about it, then we are we are a, a, a lesser, more callous society. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and that's that's a good sign. But it's also kind of just something to keep in, in perspective that like, you know, these things will always happen and it's more about how we react than hoping that they never happen again. Right. Right. It's, it's, it's the age old thing. My parents would say, you're more likely to die in the car on your way to Seven Eleven to get a Slurpee than you are on a thousand flights to Jamaica. Yeah. Like you're just, and I hope that's true because I fly a lot, right? And I get a lot of Slurpees and I drive a lot, so I am tempting fate because I like there, Slurpees. Listen, we face death every day, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> We're real dangerous gentlemen, right? The Slurpee probably long term has more effect on my ability to keep living than any of the planes or cars I've been in. So, um, yeah, it, it, you're right. These things are all important. It's still weird because as human beings, we have this fight or flight in instinct, which just says. Oh, you're in a giant metal thing, and all the movies I've seen it didn't turn out so good. So therefore, I'm going to be irrationally afraid of flying. And it's you know it's this weird natural thing for us. But then we're not afraid of slipping and falling in the shower, even though there are more injuries or deaths blamed on that than there ever are every year on on airplanes in this country. Certainly in this country. And and you know just know that we're getting better. Like violence is down. Yep, and uh, is is at historic lows, and every year has been at historic lows. Even even though we focused on it a lot, uh, and not to say that we shouldn't focus on it, but even gun violence is down. Yeah, you know, than than where it used to be. So it's like we are we are we are getting better, and it, it's good that we focus on it, and it's good that we deal with it uh, and and process it. But it is just something to remember that like the world is historically the best that it's ever been and it is going to suck compared to where we are a year from now. Well, the thing it's like the if terrorists hit towers and buildings every other week, we wouldn't that wouldn't have been such a titular moment. 
it would have been a yet another thing. Try living in the Middle East where people are getting blown up left and right. Like three, right, two days day. ago, there were like yeah. five bombs went off in four different countries over there, and 20 people each died. And here, that would have been freak out city for one of those things to happen. One yeah. of those things to happen. So I, I, am, I am agreeing with you. If we stop freaking out about stuff, when it, it's the freaking out about something happening, whether or not you agree or disagree with whoever's freaking out. It's that freaking out process that I think contributes to making these less and less less and less prominent or because we're so shocked by it happening in a weird t- kind of twisted way is a good sign that it's less happening. It doesn't well, happen it as much because we're, we're so shocked. It means we're good people. It means that we are, we are people for whom we value life and we value innocent life. And that is, uh, you know, when, when we lose that, when we become callous to that as some, you know, it's like, like the term like brutalized, like you, you think that that means that a society is violent, but what it really means is that they have just become desensitized to the idea that uh, unexplained violence is something that happens. Uh, and that's, that's, that's a terrible thing to, to have happen. And it's something that takes years and generations to kind of work out of a culture. And uh, I'm glad that we do not live in that culture. I'm glad that we live in a culture that is very, very, uh, protective, uh, if not oversensitive about how we think of human life and innocent life. And that's, it's kind of, you know, a, a beautiful thought, even as we look at a terrible tragedy. This is amazing. We started with nuts being exposed in photos. Boom. And we ended with some serious humanity business here, everybody. I want you to remember this episode. The tour de force, yeah. friends. This yeah. is why you tune in to, to <laughs> Jury Tuesday time. Yeah, Jury Duty is always about swinging it back around and making you feel good about your existence. and just- Like a frightened teenager's nuts <laughs> as the home ec photo is taken. <laughs> Canada. Uh, the Canadians. All right. Bring well, what, uh, before we let you go, you got anything going on you want to find folks to know about? We played your little ad today for the uh, t-shirts on Slash Loot. I heard. Yeah. I heard. Everybody go get your, uh, I'll tell you what, those Star Trek, uh, or I mean, sorry, San Francisco Federation. Where did that come from? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> um, those t-shirts uh, look really, really, really good. Uh, I'm definitely getting getting one myself. I do know for a fact that anybody back the FSL Kickstarter, all the perks are going out. Uh, this week, everything has been signed. Uh, I'll tell you what, it looks really cool. I'm doing uh, some more preseason work since, of course, all the episodes are aired live mm-hmm. um, with, uh, with with Tom Merritt on Friday. So uh, it, it should be a really, really awesome season. But other than that, of course, NSFW show every Tuesday. Follow me, Justin R. Young. Yeah. On Twitter. And man, getting closer to uh, the old nerd tech. Yeah, huh? coming. It's creeping right up like bad underwear. Here's the other thing I was going to tell you. <laughs> uh, uh, do, are you interested, Justin Robert Young? I'm going to ask you publicly so you can't say no. Well, maybe you can. Sure. Um, and you probably wouldn't anyway because I think this is right up your butt. Or, uh, alley is what I meant. Oh, well, <laughs> um, well. Sneaky butt. Uh, here's what I'm going to say. It is this. I've been begged by, literally begged by people in the audience to put together... An occasional, not, it doesn't have to be regular, but occasional spoiler casts that are directly linked to, to big event stuff like, say, Star Trek or yeah. something big that comes Iron out. Man, and and we don't want to spoil things on shows, but we want to have big conversations about it. We want to get into the nitty-gritty of the philosophy about J.J. Abrams and why he's doing what he's doing and whether or not that's a good thing for the series. and blah, All this stuff right? that we want to just dig into. I am hereby formally, I mean, Brian's automatically invited, but... 
Um, I would like to formally inv- ask you if you would would want to be in on any of that business. Uh, uh, you you have you have my axe. <laughs> Good. I already had Brian's bow. <laughs> and uh, who else did we need? Who who? Play? Tom's uh, Tom's uh, spear. Is he spear? Tom beard. Yeah, he'd be pretty good. So we'll. It's Tom's beard. <laughs> We'll so we'll be in touch on that, but it's something I definitely want to do. And for people who don't want it, you don't have to listen. That's the beauty of it. And and that way, we won't kill all our schedules because it's just like, hey, guys, quick, two hours, let's sit down, let's do this. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would love, I would love to be a part of that. Let me just say this from what you were saying before about that movie, which, by the way, I loved with a capital L. Yeah. Good times. So that problem you had with that guy, and that they got seventy other guys. So all mm-hmm. of a sudden, you have this situation where you need that guy for his stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> right. All you know is that that guy <laughs> told you that those other people are like him. Yeah. Mm, you're going on. Yeah, you don't want to just rely on his word. Oh, I see. You've got the thing you have to fix is so important. You can't just rely on the word of a madman. Because... I don't know. Should, I guess. Didn't he just totally lie to you like like 15 minutes ago? <laughs> mm-hmm. It just like, seemed to me. Uh, yes, you can. Exp- there's ways to explain it away. A simple one is just say McCoy's an idiot. But you could keep. But you you know he but, forgot. But he's not an idiot. He's he's going through the only solution that he knows to work because the only thing that he just saw work was that guy's stuff. Well, on that other thing. One other one of- other thing is though. One other thing I've I've heard as a theory is that. Okay, here's how to say it without spoiling it. I say to you, "Oh, Justin, I'm starving. Let's make, um, let's make, um, let's make chicken." And you yeah. say, "Okay, sweet, let's have some chicken." And you think that you've got pre-thawed chicken in the in the fridge, but you can't. You get in the fridge, and you're like, "Oh, there isn't. Oh, it's in the freezer still." Dude, we're like another fifteen. We're probably thirty minutes, maybe an hour away from that chicken being thawed enough. We're not going to microwave it; ruins it. Yeah, we, we want that chicken to be good. We got to take it out and run some hot water on it, let it thaw on its own. We can't use frozen chicken. Is and that, is and that's that the assuming deal? you have a microwave. Right. <laughs> right. You know, we have no, like, that just randomly on this boat that there's the a proper equipment to, <laughs> you know, to, to thaw everything. Right. That's not going to completely ruin what, uh, you know, the, the meat in question. Right. Plus, you run the risk of second crazy thing. You see what I'm saying? Like you run, yeah. the, you run the risk right. of uh, bringing out, uh, uh, like, do, well, I almost gave something away. But anyway, yes, you run that risk of doubling yeah. so up your problems. Here's all right. Here's all I'll say anymore about that movie. I absolutely loved it. I can totally understand if people are a like they just have a love for that mythos, and they're like, well, you did not do well by that mythos because for J.J. Abrams to play that game. Where he's like, oh, we're going to get added pleasure from it. You, It's a double-edged sword. Some people aren't going to like it. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. that that that's the game that they're playing. I totally understand if you just don't dig it and you don't think that it was done right. right. But if you are among the camp that's like, hey, I really liked it, but there was like a lot of plot holes, then that's fine. But you got to explain to me why you like the first one. Because <laughs> like the first one to me... Including like like oh man we're gonna maroon you on this planet Kirk where Spock and Scotty are within five feet of each other yeah yeah no yeah there's listen if you that's my big yeah. my biggest problem is everybody's freaking out but they don't freak about way about whales and flying around the sun to change time and 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 a uh, hundred other 
goofy Star Trek movie things that happen. Forget about the TV stuff. The goofy movie stuff that happens. Yeah. You, you can't pick and choose. You either think mm-hmm. you either think the movie needs to be big and entertaining and fun with a few plot holes or you aren't realistic because every movie has been like this. All of them have been goofy in some way or another, some more than others. And that's if that's not good enough for you, if data Look, Nemesis, the statute limitations are over. Data, they find another Data, and his name is B4, which is stupid in its own right. <laughs> and Bingo. they kill Data and then bring Data back by using yeah. this B4 guy. If all those things don't bother you, if those plot holes about f- randomly finding Data's head on a planet someplace and then his arm in another part of the planet and Picard drive- driving a freaking Doom buggy, if all those things don't bother you on the surface, well, then you're this, then you can't say that about this one. There's not some weird yeah. hallowed ground being treaded here. They're characters that, yes, they're different characters and they're the old characters and it's where it all began. But go back and watch Spock's brain for 10 minutes and tell me that you don't think that's garbage. Mm-hmm. And I think this movie did the best thing that it could do for the series, which is make it watchable and fun and exciting and its own story. You know, as much as it was, I think it, it, it strived greatly to become a part of a larger story and not just a retelling. Yeah. And and that's why I'll tell you, I mean, people uh, I've heard a lot of real big criticisms about like the the cameo by the person that was in the original. Oh right. Which I my heart leapt. I was I was stoked about it. I loved it cuz that was them saying, "Listen, no, this is our own thing." Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's like we've put this character in here but like we're going to commit to the fact that this is you know, this is its own uh, timeline, and we're going to show you that by showing you the, the the alternative. And also, you know, you got to get the little uh, the little lump in your throat when the guy is talking about that other guy. Right. <laughs> and I've said from the beginning, and I'll say this till I, till I end, the important part of TOS, the only part you have to get right, and the rest of it is kind of gravy to me, is the, is the friendship. You get the friendship down, mm-hmm. you're good. Yeah. And they did. I, I mean, that was the part I thought that they totally nailed. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, you know, sneaky nuts on the bridge, and everyone's good. Everyone's. Safe. Although I would have, I would have liked that if when the guy from the first thing was talking to them, and they're like, "Yes," and he looks like this, and then the first guy would be like, "I think your, tr- I think your color balance is off." <laughs> Did somebody screw with the white balance? Yeah, what's going on? It's a little weird. How very odd. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, go see it, guys. So quit wasting your time. And uh, plus, I need to win the. Damn thing, I, Brian! Oh, you're screwed. I know I'm screwed, but I you're way screwed. My distant needed, second place stuff is killing me right now. I hate you it. You needed pain and gain to blow up, and pain and gain got got kicked in the. It got sneaky nutted by uh, <laughs> by the Great Gatsby. Nuts. Yeah, the Gatsby and is the big catch of the moment. Holy crap! Oh yeah, no, Gatsby was a huge value, and uh, you needed Star Trek to be Iron Man. Yeah. And it's not Iron Man. Even if it's in the top five, it's just, it, it's not going to do it for me. I, I really did bet everything around Iron Man. And if, so the only, my real hope now is that somehow, and I, I'm not had a ton of confidence, but I hope that somehow Lone Ranger just cleans up. If it, if, if Lone Ranger just screams and does really well, then great. But I don't know if it's capable. I don't think it and has it. Those, my friend, are what we like to call long odds. Very long odds. Long Very odds. Long odds. That, that, that Lone Ranger is going to uh, sweep into town and, and, and sweep you off your feet, yeah. little lady. Well, in the long odds that you'll be back on the show next Tuesday, uh, Justin and Robert Young have a fantastic week. And uh, may all your 
nuts be sneaky. Bye. Bye now. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> All right. Brian, let's go. Okay. All right. Long show sure. today. Important stuff. Quickly, though, I got an email that says this from Pete in Fukushima, Japan. I could have said that differently and been very offensive. It says, things you can't unsee. We've talked about these. Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise's teeth, Chris Pine's ears, and now Rosario Dawson's nostrils. Oh, God. Click that link. Pulling up that link. It's, oh. <laughs> one of them is wow. way down there, and the other one is way up Stars on the other side. Stars are imperfect, aren't they? Aren't they, though? Huh. Perfect symmetry? Not so possible, it turns out. You know what? I still think she's beautiful. I think she's very pretty. Mm-hmm. I, I'm with That's you not a great picture of her, though. No, Holy it's cow, kind it's... of mug shoddy. I don't like it. Yeah. But it was a good illustration of the nostrils, which is why I picked it. Yes. That's why I picked it. <laughs> oh, did you find So you found that one. Yeah, I found that one. I looked gotcha. around. Uh, I looked around to pick the right nose, the right ah. nostril. I had to pick the right nostril. All right, that's it. We're done. Hey, wow. everybody, look at this. We have friends at alphageekradio.com that provide a shoutcast stream for you each and every day here on the program. I hope you enjoy them. I do. Scott Fletcher does our voice work. By the way, shoutcast, or the Alpha Geek guys are at alphageekradio.com. You can get our t-shirt at slash loot.com, among many other t-shirts, like the FSL one, Sword and Laser. Oh, geez. Too many to mention. I can't even think of them all. Major spoilers has them over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to be making a bunch of cool shirts for Nerdtacular. Uh, on the site, we're at frogpants.com slash TMS, Facebook.com slash The Morning Stream. Email us at TheMorningStream at gmail.com and on Twitter. You'll find us at Morning Stream, Scott Johnson and Coverville. All right. We got one last thing to do. Yes. Uh, bring her in here. Bring her on. She's hovering over a router somewhere in Kansas City. Probably. Let's see. Gotta do her little theme here. It's Cleo. Licks chips, wax points, hovers over routers. It's Cleo. Oh, whoops. Hi, Barbie. There we go. Uh, Cleo's not answering. What's going oh, on? Oh, no. I played her theme and no answer. Let's try it I'm again. I'm looking to see her in the tadpole. When was her last uh, Yeah, when comment? was her last post, everybody? Is she out uh, there? Scroll, scroll, scroll. There she is. Uh, 9.56, so just a few minutes ago. Yeah, four minutes ago. Should be. Oh, there she is. Hello, Cleo. Hi, how are you? Oh. Hey, party time. Good to have you here. How are you? <laughs> you can rest assured, folks, that I am not participating in any sneaky nut action. Oh, good. However, yeah. however, I would be happy to throw some dick fingers to stay on trend. Wow. Thank you. All right. That sounds good to me. Well, let's stay on uh, trend and give us some points. Who won today? All right. Today, when you were talking about Kit, the magical car, yeah. uh, and we were talking about how you shouldn't be driving by fast food places and because Michael certainly doesn't need another hamburger, mm-hmm. uh, Thorin said, Michael, you shouldn't be eating tacos in the parking lot. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. true, too. One. Yeah, yep. Some deep truth and there. And then... Uh, this the the tadpole went crazy with the sneaky nuts thing. Uh, cover bands mentioned were bare naked ladies. Oh yeah, S- squirrel nut zippers. <laughs> lots of those. Yeah, lots Wham. of squirrel nut zippers. Wham was mentioned <laughs> and limp biscuit. Yeah, oh, squirrel yeah. nut zippers sure. is perfect. Yes, it is. Yeah, that one's good. And uh, the winner for the afternoon is actually Scully and Ironic Man. Scully, we were talking about the new Xbox, and Scully said it really doesn't matter what the box looks like as long as it's fun. And ironic man said, "Sounds like my ex-wife." <laughs> oh man, jeez! <laughs> Is he really? Does he have an ex-wife? Uh, I thought he was like a kid. Is an ironic man like super no, young? You're thinking of y- y- Yagavos. Oh, that's who I'm thinking of. How old is Ironic Man? I'd love to know. He's in his mid. I think he's in his mid twenties. All right, that's old enough, I guess. Yeah. Well, here's what I have to say about Cleo. You have good taste. All right, Cleo, mm-hmm. take it easy. Stay Fantastic. out of trouble. See you tomorrow. Oh. Beer, dear. Beer, dear. 
All right, uh, Brian. Yes, and by the way, there will be a cover. Oh, bill I meant today. to say that. Yes, cover uh, bill. It, it changes us around when we um, when we have Cleo. We, the 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 rhythm for that is yeah. Uh, yeah. changed around. Uh, Coverville today will be an indie hodgepodge. Uh, some great covers on there. You can get a cover of Biggie Smalls. You're going to get a cover of Donovan. Probably you're going to get a great cover of Hey There Delilah by the Plain White Tees by Natalie Gelman. Whoa! That, what? Uh, as far as I know, you can only hear on Coverville. That's amazing. I like yes. Natalie Gelman. I'm a fan. Oh yes, who isn't? Biggie, Biggie, Biggie! Can't you see? <laughs> isn't this from his? Uh... Wait, not that one. Which one is it? Oh yeah, there it is. Oh, oh yeah, fat guys rapping. Zip, zippy, 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 zip, slap, slap. All right. <laughs> well done. Yes, it's pretty good. Um, so okay, great. Everyone watched uh, Coverville today on the same channel. You can catch sure. it live. Uh, song? You got a song? I got a song. This one going out to Logan Larson, mm. who says, Dear Snooker and Billiards, on May 21st, my younger sister Katrina would have turned 22. Mm. Sadly, she passed away last December after a two-year struggle with breast cancer. Ugh. I'm going to be taking off the day off of work in memory of her on her birthday, and I'm going to try to listen to the show live. I was wondering if you wouldn't mind playing a cover of a Katy Perry song. Uh, really, any Katy Perry song will do. My sister really enjoyed her music. I feel tremendous sadness at my sister's absence, but I will always love her and remember the incredible impact that she had on my life. I'm very grateful to TMS and you and Scott for helping me to stay positive during her long struggle with cancer and for helping me through the difficult times without her. In spite of times of the 18-hour drive from Oklahoma City to uh, Salt Lake City, I will be at Nurtacular and love the show. Logan Larson. Driving well. I know. That's a huge drive to Oklahoma City to... Salt Lake and wow. twenty one, dude. That's too young. That's, that's way terrible. Young. Holy yeah. crap! Her whole life ahead of her. Oh, he's oh, that's Dreadnecks that I mentioned earlier. Oh, and he's so uh, now he's got all he's this extended family. And, uh, oh my god, you're having to deal with stuff, dude. Our Sorry, our dude. hearts go out to you. That's that makes me super sad. That thing about his sister is killing me. Well, I can't imagine a song is going to take your mind off of things for a little while, but hopefully you enjoy this. This is uh, Max Vernon and a great cover of Katy Perry's I Kissed a Girl. This is, um, I want to say this was in the Coverville Countdown uh, for a few years and uh, super pop, uh, popular with listeners. So Dreadnecks, this goes out to you, Logan. I hope uh, I hope this day goes well for you. Yes, and, please. Uh, uh, our hearts are going out to you. Yeah. Here is Max Vernon and I Kissed a Girl. We'll see you guys tomorrow for a brand new episode. We'll have, uh, oh, I think we'll have Tom. Yeah, we'll have Tom. He had to do something weird today, but tomorrow's good. So we'll have Tom, we'll, we'll have, have Nicole. Nicole. Yep, Nicole Yay. will be here. Uh, the whole gang be back in one place for another fine episode of the morning stream. We'll see you guys then. was never the way I planned, not my intention. I got so brave, drinking hand, lost my discretion. It's not what I'm used to, just want to try you on. I'm curious for you, caught my attention. I kissed a girl and I the taste of her cherry chapstick I kissed a girl just to try it Oh, my boyfriend don't mind it It felt so wrong, it felt so right Don't mean I'm in love
doesn't matter You're my experimental game Just human nature It's not what good boys do Not how they should behave But my head gets so confused Hard to obey I kissed a girl and I liked it The taste of her cherry chapstick I kissed a girl just to try it Oh, my boyfriend don't mind it It felt so wrong, it felt so right Don't mean I'm in love tonight I kissed a girl and I liked it You girls, you are so magical Soft skin, red lips, so kissable I can't resist, so touchable Too good to deny it Ain't no big deal, it's it so wrong, it felt so right, don't mean I'm in love tonight. I kissed a girl and I liked it, I liked it. Oh, shite. Hold on. Give me a second. <laughs> this podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there. Where did I park my car? Oh, no.